1: keep trying to point out to people not to demonize any one group or any one ethnicity, but we keep thinking that the biggest terror threat is something else. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right, and we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them, there is no ban on, you know, they had the Muslim ban, there is no white guy ban. Those are the facts. People who were angered about what I said are missing the entire point. We don't need to worry about people who are thousands of miles away. The biggest threats are homegrown. The facts prove that.
2: Uh, I doubt
0: it. You are fake news.
1: You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious.
0: Very fake news. gang free, whoever he is. Get your
1: back out of here. All
0: right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live
1: we we'll are do it live! Fucking thing sucks!
0: Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This, of course, is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Tons of stuff to get to this uh this the last show before the great midterm election of 2018 i'm excited to see how this turns out i don't know about you so we will close the show with official predictions i went through uh the the uh the toss-ups one by one and tallied up my official prediction and i was kind of surprised by my results so i'm excited to reveal it at the end of the show uh but first You've got this story. I don't know a ton about this, so I'm excited to hear about it. But the Wall Street Journal is at it again, attacking YouTubers, yep. this time targeting the Killstream and Ethan Ralph. The allegation here is that the Wall Street Journal pressured YouTube or wrote this hit piece basically about Super Chat and specifically the Killstream. And YouTube rejected some $27,000 in Super Chat charity raised on that stream to go to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Do I have that right?
2: Yeah, and it was a month ago.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it usually takes YouTube uh X you know, like six weeks or two months even to process Super Chat. Mm -hmm. But Okay. Shut his channel down too. So we're not just yeah, we're not just going after the super chats, we're going after the super chat charities Mm -hmm. now. Like the charity super chats, those if you write the wrong mean words in those, we're gonna get those shut down too. Thanks, Wall Street Journal. (laughs) Appreciate it. (sighs) Anyway, um It was a big week uh, discussing birthright citizenship this week. Because Trump says he's considering removing birthright citizenship. And suddenly, people who normally have a lot of disdain for the Constitution love the Constitution. Big fans of the Constitution. Except for the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, all all (laughs) the other crap. But the 14th. Section 1 of the 14th Amendment. We love that. What does the Constitution actually say, though? We'll find out. I had no level of expertise let alone detailed understanding or anything like that on this issue i was formerly of the understanding this was pretty clear cut not so yeah, not so much this is yeah. this is very legally questionable and i think that's behind the president's strategy on this uh don lemon you heard it in the intro hates white people shocker
2: yeah but we will have a Don't uh, demonize an entire group of people but white men are totally responsible for all of the world's ills
0: yeah we will have a uh, a full debunk of uh, some of the facts of his provocative claims this week. Uh, there were uh, fake Me Too accusations against Robert Mueller that emerged. Suddenly, the Huffington Post cares about evidence to corroborate such claims. Take a look at that. Um, plus, we have a hoax hate toward the end of the show. Fantastic case of hoax hate. And another case of just, I would call it weird hate or surprise twist hate. It's not really hoax hate, but... Yeah. What happened with some vandalism at, at synagogues in New York City and other sites of um, Jewish significance is not perpetrated by who you might expect. It wasn't the ghost of Hitler who did or this. Or is one. it? Or, good question. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so we'll take a look at that. We will take super chats uh, on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because, of course, we are no good low down money grabbers. It's going to yeah, be all this I and am. more. Diet Coke's the best. Drink
2: this? It's so gross. I actually
0: oh. rarely drink it anymore. I've pretty much yeah. quit that entirely, but I do. I do. I prefer Coke zero to diet Coke.
2: It's all gross. Whereas it's
0: called, called now Coke zero sugar.
2: I don't know why I'm drinking
0: this. All right. Anyway, um, it's going to be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you want to take the show on the go, you can do that on all the audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. One announcement. I rarely take uh, time off, but I am not going to be posting my normal solo videos this week. I'm taking a little bit of time off to deal with a personal matter and some incidental vacation time. So... Unrelated. Partly, no, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of they're kind of related. Kind of like some of it is just business matter, and some of it is opportunity for fun time. Yeah. So, but the Sunday streams will remain unaffected. We'll be back next Sunday as normal. But there will be no call-in stream this week on Wednesday night. But next Sunday's show will be on as normal. Got a uh, piece of artwork, a couple pieces of artwork, but one in particular to maybe cheer you up a bit, make you feel a little jolly. We got this from uh, Michael Schlecht <laughs> entitled uh, "Return to Sender." <laughs> I don't know. I thought I didn't know if this one cleared the bar for. Um, I don't know. I don't want to take a shot at Michael, but it's a it's very low effort, but it still gets the, <laughs> it still gets the laugh. So That's I, the important thing. So I thought, all right, fair enough. The, The thing is, this is a repurposed like Trump meme from Reddit. I've seen or he he sent this to me previously with Trump's face in the same picture. But this just has yours on it. Anyway, appreciate it. Appreciate it, Michael. That was my uh, Halloween
2: costume. And I marched a little Mexican girl straight to the border. (laughs) Took days.
0: (laughs) And we got uh, art from Tyler. He calls this uh, or he says this artwork is based off of blonde's channel name. I call it in the belly of the beast. She's a separate entity living off your stomach being my stomach, (laughs) Matt's stomach. Maybe the worst case of an Audi ever.
2: Oh, my God. I love it. How did I miss this?
0: Uh, I think he only sent it to my inbox. I think that's where I got it.
2: Wow. That is that is really cool. Good work.
0: Hmm. So thank you, Tyler. A couple of. Um quick uh quick hits before we get into the stuff that's going on with the Wall Street Journal and the birthright citizenship and all that did you see this uh well i know you saw it beforehand but this this social justice warrior freakout at FSU Florida State University it was a
2: bad one but it has 11,000 retweets which kind of gave me hope wow yeah
0: this this student's name her name is Shelby Shoop i think is how you pronounce that she's listed as a uh, on linkedin as an intern for Andrew Gillum potentially helping out the Andrew Gillum campaign not really sure but that's what the LinkedIn page says she threw her drink which was chocolate milk at um FSU college republicans vice chair Daisy Judge another student tried to de-escalate the situation and she threw the remainder of the drink on him uh she's been charged for this incident with battery so uh-huh. let's, let's let's take a look at what uh, the, the, what's going on is basically the college republicans have a desk set up looks like they're Promoting, um, you know, Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis and your general Republican candidates right. in Florida, and this is how the the freakout went. You are supporting Nazis. This is Do you understand communism?
2: that? Yeah, I that fucking am. Is?
1: They That's killed you, way man. more people. Don't pour dude. your coffee on me.
2: Fuck you, I will. And
1: the Fuck Nazis? With you. What is do you wrong understand with you? that fascism is here? What is wrong? Y'all understand with you? that Nazis are here? <laughs> what fucking is wrong here? with you, woman? What is wrong with you? You're pouring coffee on strangers. It's you have milk. to Fuck ask off, yourself, man. what the hell is wrong Nazis
2: with you? Nazis are fucking shooting you're my people. You're throwing
1: milk at people.
2: Nazis are shooting my people. Right, I don't I give I a damn.
0: Nazis are socialists, by the way.
1: Nazis are
2: not fucking, fucking <laughs> dumbass, like a piece of shit. National Socialism. National Socialist is actually the name of the... Oh, movie. oh, 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 oh.
0: The National socialists. Oh, my God. As if I don't know this is a fucking When she starts danger. mocking... What? <laughs> Notice how she goes, Nazis are not socialists, and they say National Socialists. And she goes, as if I didn't know that. I assume she <laughs> means maybe the title, but is Nuh-uh. she acknowledging that was the case or not? <laughs> now, the other thing that was interesting here is... Um, when she says Nazis are killing my people, I assume she's referencing Jews killed by the synagogue shooter last week, uh, that sort of thing. Reportedly, she's a member of FSU Students for Justice in Palestine. I mean, I don't know that those are inherently contradictory stances, but interesting that... Huh. I mean, it seems like the Palestinians are having their ways with some Jews from time to time, but apparently that is less of an issue. I don't know. I'm...
2: Oh, this is so embarrassing. It's a
0: fool's errand for me to try to find some logical consistency here, but there's a little bit more. Yeah, that's when there's no argument left.
2: Okay. Oh my God. Why do y'all always focus on the socialist part of that and so the nationalist part of that? Why don't you realize that there were fucking yeah. KPD I'm Communist so Party, fucking Socialist girl. Party in the German Parliament at the same time? God damn it! Can you leave? So um, yeah. in fact, I can because I have class yeah. to go to. But I hope y'all realize that you are normalizing and enabling Nazis. Sorry. And you can film me. I don't give a shit. Listen I'm here. Can. 11 of my people are fucking dead this weekend. Two black people are I mean, dead in Kentucky. Yeah. These are fucking nationalist murderers. I mean, yeah. this do you really I have a care? Yeah. Do you? Here, I have a yeah. I don't know. This, it's, I don't, and, don't
0: I do this oh, and then she kicks the DeSantis sign. I was unaware that Rick Scott or Ron DeSantis had endorsed the synagogue shooting or the shooting in Kentucky of the black guy i mean what this did stuff she point is
2: to when she said my people what was she pointing to
0: i don't know i could go back and try to find it no, but it's not i mean important. she had a whole bunch of pins on one of them was a hammer and sickle and oh,
2: was that it it looked like she was pointing to a tattoo
0: oh i don't know maybe she had like a jewish tattoo of i don't know oh i my God. i don't know this is the sort of derangement that is unfortunately all too common again this is in reaction to just seeing everyday mainstream Republican politicians being promoted. It's not people on campus wearing clan hoods or wearing swastika armbands or something like that. It's just your I, normal mainstream I Republican know. political And I activity. applaud
2: them for, for keeping their cool. Every time I see something like this, I'm like in this situation, I just don't know how I could stop myself from just going absolutely yeah. ballistic oh, yeah, this girl and like wailing on her face. That's what I want. to <laughs> Like nobody attacked this girl. It's like good yeah. for you guys for not doing that yeah they were armed with the facts though too bad they didn't talk about you know bolsheviks or something like that but they did a pretty good job of deflecting
0: i mean i think she would have been unreachable to any factual information regardless you know i knew that (laughs) doesn't matter what they were what they say you know uh, one okay. more quick thing. Uh, we we discussed a, f- a few weeks ago that mistaken case at that New York deli or grocery store, whatever it was, where that woman thought that nine-year-old grabbed her butt, so she oh, called 911. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of taking it to the next level. This happened at 518 Nightclub in Pittsburgh. This woman's name is Kiera LeGrave. She works at the nightclub. She was talking with a friend, which we'll see on the surveillance footage momentarily here, She's talking with a friend at the bar. She turns around and kind of twerks at her friend or in the direction of her friend. Her friend slaps her ass. She believes the bouncer did it, who's walking by. She puts him in a chokehold and he passes out. Check this out, watch this happen. So there they are at the bar, they're chit-chatting. She turns around, does a little twerk move. Slap of the butt, turns around, thinks the bouncer did it. Grabs a hold of him. And that dude is out fairly quickly. There's another angle of it coming up here. You can see him go down. Here's a second angle.
2: Does her friend smack her on the butt while this is happening?
0: It kind of looked like it. It looked like she reached in there for a second. Like, uh, let's see if we can see it again. Yeah, she reaches in there and kind of grabs her or something or smacks her again, maybe. (laughs) The guy's out for a few seconds and some people come to his aid. And then he is helped. uh, He's helped back up. She has been charged with felony second-degree strangulation. That sucks. Oh, jeez. And we were talking before the show. I didn't understand why it appears that the bouncer basically offered no resistance. It seems like he just kind of went along with it. It
2: seemed to me, when I I watched it a few times, it seems like he's immediately unconscious. Like, right away. Because his arms stiffen up, and then he just falls straight back. And my husband just showed me that chokehold. I always thought that, you know, he was just doing it. I didn't didn't think it actually was going to gonna work but apparently it does
0: i couldn't believe what i was seeing because i thought if somebody comes from behind all. and grabs around my neck even reflexively i'm gonna freak out a right, little bit
2: right. but that guy just Worst whether it was because he was ever.
0: immediately subdued or because he didn't want to resist for some reason he just went along with it but yeah
2: second I, degree strangulation
0: felony I don't know. yeah felony I charge i don't want to
2: defend this chick i don't But like watching that video, I can totally see what happened there because she turned around and he was just walking away.
0: But also the friend didn't really intervene. I mean, you kind of noted that she grabbed her a little bit in the process, but that was probably five to 10 seconds after she had already grabbed a hold of this guy. So the friend, maybe the friend's drunk or whatever, but she just kind of let it happen.
2: I don't know. These people are probably blacked out, wasted.
0: Hmm. Well, let's move into uh, the corporate censorship topics. Uh, mostly this Wall Street Journal stuff. But real quick, before we get into that, we mentioned last week about the mass deplatforming of Gab in response to the synagogue shooting. There were Mm -hmm. financial services deplatforming them, their own hosting service deplatformed them. They were offline all week starting Monday morning, and it looks like they're back online now. Gab has been restored. I tried to load it up before we went live, and it was a little weird for me, like it was taking a long time and not loading correctly. But it is back up, so they found some other place to to host it. Uh, good for them. I'm glad to see that. Hopefully they come back more powerful than ever. And I, and I say that because I want free speech platforms online. I don't want people censored because one crazy guy used it inappropriately. So, you know, that's not to, that is not an endorsement of Robert Bowers. It's an endorsement of free speech, the concept. I'm glad that it's, it's getting a win here, at least right. momentarily.
2: Or if they're going to do this and they need to apply it equally to Twitter,
0: yeah, I'd prefer that we don't do that. I'd prefer we not live by the standard that if anyone ever says something crazy on your platform, then does something crazy, you're liable and we right. should shut it all down. Yeah, that's uh but that's apparently the standard they want. I guess it's not really the standard though. It's just if it's a club they can use to beat up their political opposition, they'll use it that way. I, I suppose, but momentary, I don't want to say win for Gab because of course they were wronged, you know. Momentary recovery, let's put it that way, but good for Gab.
2: I'm amazed they got up this quickly, got back up this quickly.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they were able to find willing participants that quickly. Right. Good for them. Tell me about what's going on with the Wall Street Journal here, because what I've seen on a surface level here is insane. And of course, ha- if if true, has some implications for the safety and security of this show. Even, this is such you know?
2: horseshit. And I should mention that I tried to go to this Wall Street Journal article incognito as I normally do. Could not load it? Could not find the archive anywhere? There's no way to get to this article unless you pay them $1 for two months. Yeah. Of subscription. That and is I the most s- desperate subscription price I have ever seen. I've, I've ever looked,
0: seen. I looked at this last night and I, I'm 100% sure I read this article in full. Like skimmed this article in full. Now it's behind a paywall. Can't get around it. Not even the archives can get around it. So. Yep. We decided beforehand, nope, we're not even going to give them a dollar. We're not going to give them a dollar. We're not going to give this them a article. dollar.
2: Yeah. So I pulled this from, uh, from another article. So after Bowers, which is, you know, storm the tree of life synagogue in Pittsburgh, October 27th, <clears throat> uh, Ethan Roth launched a live stream on YouTube to discuss the shooting. Um, soon some viewers began, they can't stop editorializing. I uh, began paying to have their comments featured on the live chat, scrolling alongside the streaming video, which is called super chat. I knew they were going to go after super chat after this, Data and Society article. We knew this was going to happen. So I guess it wouldn't surprise us too much. Um, So then they talk about like what people were writing about Jews in the super chat. Some kind of hilarious jokes. Um, And then they permanently removed the channel on Friday night after this happened. So the reason everybody's going crazy is because a month ago, uh, the Ralph Retort did a fundraiser for St. Jude's. I think they raised $27,000. i have read a few different numbers, like twenty five dollars to $30,000. Yeah,
0: I see on Ethan's Twitter here, 26000 plus.
2: Um, This is on the kill stream. And then he was contacted Wednesday evening, over a month since this heel stream event, because... Uh, yori ko who worked for the wall street journal was informing him that she was working on a story about quote how alt-right personalities have utilized youtube's super chat function and mm. she told him that she would be mentioning instances of his viewers attempting to promote anti-semitic rhetoric it's so ridiculous! I mean, they're doing I, a horrible I, I hit with, on you they're going to destroy your
0: channel yeah when, when they go with this nonsense of how the alt-right has utilized this how the alt-right has utilized food to live how the alt-right <laughs> has utilized water like yeah. what yeah. This is not some special tool for them. This is just a general feature of YouTube that right. some people whose opinions you disagree with happen to use. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing more to the story than that. Yes, and yes, they're quoted in the in the article. There are some edgy jokes, much like you'd find in our Super Chat. Edgy jokes that happen to be about Jews in the aftermath of of um a shooting. You know, you can dis- but the point is you can decide for yourself. If you're the type of person that's like, "Listen, that's over the line for me. I don't like jokes about jews in the aftermath of an Just a- anti-semitic watch attack
2: the stream. they're on close this quest to make the internet lame
0: yeah close the chat close the window you know as long as it's not it look if someone posts in the super chat hey guys i'm headed to the synagogue to repeat this great victory like yeah okay let's report that let's investigate
2: yeah. it yeah which we would definitely do
0: but my god okay so so the claim here is that um Is that the Wall Street Journal, we know for a fact that the money was refunded, right? I've seen several screenshots.
2: Yes. So on Friday, Ralph reported that donors were receiving notifications from YouTube that their donations from the September Heel stream uh, to St. Jude's were being refunded. Yeah. And so I guess all $26,000 have been refunded. It sounds like they twisted St. Jude's arm to refund the money.
0: Oh, so maybe St. Jude's actively said no, as opposed to YouTube saying we're not going to facilitate this that, transaction. That's the
2: speculation. I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere, but that seems to be that seems to be.
0: <laughs> okay, so you can't give to charity if you don't have the right opinions. Now, that's that's the that's the. The standard we're going to set. Lot. That's
2: a big donation. I know. like
0: That's, that's insanely impressive. I mean, I don't... I, I'm not super familiar with Ethan's show. I'm not super familiar with what's going on here. But as somebody oh, it's who's... it's
2: so great. I'm so sad that they nuked his channel. I love listening to The Kill Street. It, it,
0: to raise that much money for a non-controversial cause, like cancer treatment for children, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, uh, that's an accomplishment. and. Yeah. I mean, regardless of his politics, I don't know Ethan's politics that well. I don't know if I agree with him or not, but I don't care. I'd like to say congratulations for raising that much money for a great cause. Good for you. The the idea that someone would want to intervene in that because they don't agree with the politics, plainly insane. The the reporter has, of course, what, privated her Twitter account now, too. You can't even tell her what you think about this sort of thing.
2: Yeah, what's her name? And then I saw that a person from St. Jude's uh, involved in this had also privated their Twitter account, but her name is Yoriko K-O-H and She has just shut down her internet presence. I love how these people can dish it but can't take it every time. Yeah. You've been blocked by Jared Holt. It's like, come on. Like, you're flipping over rocks. You've got to expect something to come after you.
0: Uh, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what they, what their end goal is, what their outcome is here. Are we just going to, are we going to, is YouTube going to submit to the destruction of its business model? Is that what they're going to do? Yes,
2: they're clearly going to do that. They don't care. I (sighs) mean, it's one of those companies where they would rather lose revenue then um, have the public appearance they, of aligning themselves with people on the far right. It's and insane. it's not
0: even just lose revenue in this case. It's not just line their own pockets or, or help us, yeah. people like us from a business it's perspective. It's It's kids,
2: nice going from, assholes. Right,
0: from the pockets of children in need of medical care. My God.
2: I mean, I would like to mention again that we... Do have Streamlabs, and there seemed to be some confusion. People thought that you had to watch the stream on Streamlabs. You don't. Ah, yeah. Um, you watch the stream here, and then we have the Streamlabs link in the description. If you want to donate, we'll still uh, we get to keep a hundred percent of that. There's no YouTube cut, which is thirty percent, and then we will still read it on air. The only downfall is that it's not like on the super chat. Like, yeah, you that's won't, the you won't only. That's the only thing. Yeah, but we will but... read it on yeah. air. So. Um, unless,
0: uh, unless it's so offensive that this Wall Street Journal reporter will come after us simply for reading it. Oh, <laughs> it's God. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't I, I can't even say. I, this, this case is so ridiculous. I don't have much more to say about it. I, I can't believe people are willing to submit to this type of bullying, even when it harms kids, even when it harms kids in need. I, I mean, the care.
2: tactic of the mainstream media seems to be that they're going to wear us down individually, that they uh, want to, you know, diminish morale that seems to be what they're going to do and then of course they're coming after our revenue streams
0: i want to ask this wall street journal reporter let's say robert bowers himself the synagogue shooter himself walks into saint jude's children's hospital and says look i'm going to jail but hey i'd like to relinquish my entire life savings to saint jude's children's hospital to do some good before i rot in jail would they say no would they say no 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 nazi money
2: no that's totally insane also you know, if you have like a thousand dollars in cash, the history of that money is is nebulous. Like, yeah, it's been in how been many involved... strippers' ass cracks? Right, right, right. Dude, yeah, I read some study that like thirty percent of money has cocaine on it or something. Sure, shit. It's I'm like, sure. That money has done some fucked up stuff. It doesn't yeah. make it less of money. Like, just take it, take the money.
0: Maybe, um, I, I've not, uh, I've, I've, it's, it's been a busy couple of weeks and this next week is busy for me, unfortunately. So I've not had an opportunity to reach out to Ethan, but maybe we could talk to him about this. Maybe that's an opportunity for, uh, upcoming future week here. Did you so, say
2: strippers ass cracks? Yeah. Yeah. I guess.
0: Or cleavage. Take your pick. Yeah. or G, what's the G stream, where I don't know where you, clearly I don't have that much experience putting cash into strippers various okay receptacles yeah okay nice yeah so i don't know where it goes i would go with ass crack first how about that
2: <laughs> ass crack first that's really what we should call this show
0: yeah let's uh all right you want to talk about uh, birthright citizenship
2: Ugh, i guess so
0: so this all I, I what do you mean you you guess so this should be right up your alley i think you'd I be just, enthusiastic about this i don't
2: one. know reading the language of the 14 i i just thought that it was A little more. I don't know why I thought it was a little more straightforward than this.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, it is definitely a legally messy issue. And I was not aware of that. So I'm excited to see how this plays out if Trump indeed does pursue it. But the entire controversy started um, this week on some sort of show on HBO called Axios. I was not familiar with this show, but Trump was being interviewed on this show. And he was prompted by a question. About uh, birthright citizenship generally, and whether the administration was planning to do something about it, and they get into this discussion about him doing something by executive order and sort of the constitutionality of, of doing that. Here's what that conversation sounded like uh, on HBO.
2: On immigration, some legal scholars believe you can get rid of birthright citizenship without changing the constitution with you an could, executive
1: order. Exactly. Right.
2: Uh, have you thought about that? Yes.
1: Tell me more. It was always told to me that you needed a constitutional amendment.
2: Right. What? Amendment.
1: You don't, you don't. Number one. Number one, you don't need that. Number two... I mean, that's in dispute. That's very much in dispute. It, Well, you can definitely do it with an act of Congress. But now they're saying I can do it just with an executive order. Now how ridiculous. We're the only country in the world... Where a person comes in, has a baby, and the baby is essentially a citizen of the United States for 85 years with all of those benefits. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it has to end. Um, have you talked about that with counsel?
0: Yeah, I have.
1: So we're in the process. It's to... in the
0: process. It'll happen. Okay. And Trump explained it there a little bit, but I should back up. What we're talking about when we say birthright citizenship, the idea that anybody who is born on United States soil is a citizen of the United States entitled also— right. to Entitled to all the rights and privileges that uh, confers upon a person merely by being born, just being born here, right? And the idea is that the the, the section one of the Fourteenth Amendment is is the source of this. We'll get to that more on that in a moment. But when you talk about some of the negative consequences of illegal immigration, this is where a lot of that comes into play. Because strictly speaking, even though I'm sure we can find plenty of Counterexamples, as a practical matter, but strictly speaking, illegal immigrants can't get benefits or welfare from the federal government, at least. Mm-hmm. However, if you were strictly to come here, speaking, right. if you were to come here illegally, mm-hmm. with a pregnant wife, and she has a baby, the second she crosses the border into one of the southern states, that child, by virtue of birthright citizenship, is now a citizen in the United States. Therefore, eligible for all sorts of programs that may be that uh, that child may be entitled to. And then of course um, that child could later sponsor parents or family members to, to immigrate to the U S legally, that sort of thing. So when you talk about gaps, this is one of the most yeah. consequential gaps and in the system. It
2: should be mentioned that it's not like they can't take advantage of any social services. If an illegal immigrant goes to an ER, for example, they cannot legally be turned away.
0: Right. And wow. as the Supreme court has ruled, I want to mention a little bit later too. There was a case, uh, um, with the state of texas in the 80s where the supreme court ruled that that the state had to provide had basically had to allow illegal children to attend public schools they had to provide schooling services to those wow, kids
2: a terrible mistake
0: this um from the center for immigration services they have some numbers on this 40 percent of uh, illegal alien headed households received some form of welfare in, uh, in recent years. And much of this is due to birthright citizenship that compares to 19% for native born citizens. And a lot, so a lot of that reason is, yes, yeah, strictly speaking, you dad are an illegal immigrant. You can't, as a matter of law, get federal benefits, welfare, that sort of stuff, but your kid certainly can. And right. so that's where we run into a lot of these problems. Uh, and, and quite frankly, a, a drain on our resources.
2: Yep. I talked about this in my video uh, last week, but illegal immigrants cost us $113 billion in 2016 and $116 mm. billion in 2017. Mm. That's that's an astronomic, that is just a crazy weight on us.
0: So the question then becomes what does the constitution say about this? And, and like I said, I, this is not an area I had looked at in detail. I just always accepted. Well, the constitution guarantees birthright citizenship. I thought the clause was clearer than it is. I thought the court, I just assumed the court had ruled on this. I assumed this was more settled than it is, which is why when Trump first announced this, I thought, what? how's how this yeah. going to work? Like the, first off, we should be skeptical of executive orders. Generally, But executive orders that are contrary to the Constitution—that had my bells dinging a little bit—and I was pretty skeptical of what was going on here when I looked into it. I see what the people behind this are thinking now, and that—that's—that's not to say that I. Well, I can see what they're trying to do, even though I'm not a fan of executive orders generally speaking, and and this. I don't like the
2: precedent this sets, but I'll pretty much do whatever I can to get this taken care of,
0: right? We'll talk about the strategy toward the end here, but as far as what the Constitution uh, says, so everyone's freaking out. They're calling this unconstitutional, like I said. Um, you know, suddenly, everybody cares about what, uh, what the Constitution says instead of, um, instead of crapping all over it in the spirit of it, like the first and the second and the rest. Uh, but the text of Section 1 of the 14th Amendment reads, All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States uh, and of the state wherein they reside. So the question is, what is that phrase subject to the jurisdiction thereof? Why was that included? What does that mean? That's really the relevant question. And we have some historical clues that we can can rely on. This is an analysis from uh, from a uh, Ilya Shapiro over at uh, the Cato Institute. But uh, This person writes, uh, the common law at the time of the founding gave birthright citizenship to all except slaves and Indians. The Supreme Court's infamous ruling in Dred Scott, 1857, confirmed uh, the denial of citizenship to slaves, even if they were freed. Remember, the the 14th Amendment was written as a reaction to the Dred Scott decision, slavery in general, post-Civil War. Uh, the Fourteenth Amendment overturned Dred Scott with respect to blacks and other non-white races, though Indians were still denied citizenship because they owed allegiance to their tribes, not to the United States. So that was it was in part included in there to say, you know, if you if you are under the sovereignty of an Indian tribe, birth you don't you, you're not entitled to birthright citizenship, is 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 what a lot of the historical context there was. Um, proponents of the Fourteenth Amendment, writes Ilya Shapiro, added subject to the jurisdiction. To the Fourteenth Amendment, in order to exclude from citizenship two groups besides Indians, the children of one, uh, the children of first foreign diplomats and second, enemy forces engaged in hostile occupation. Okay. Th- that understanding was affirmed by the Supreme Court in uh, U.S. versus Wong Kim, Kim Ark when it recognized the U.S. citizenship or the U.S. citizenship of a man who was born in San Francisco to Chinese parents. Uh, they weren't citizens, but they were legal residents. The Chinese immigrants in that case. Uh, the Fourteenth Amendment's enactors probably didn't. This person writes, uh, probably didn't intend birthright citizenship for illegal immigrants. At ratification in 1868, there were no illegal immigrants, and no law had ever been rest- uh, had ever restricted immigration. Subject to the jurisdiction probably meant primary allegiance to the United States as a sovereign. So you it's
2: show a lack of foresight to me, though. I, hmm. I don't know. I mean, hindsight is 2020, 20, but it, it didn't occur to them that we might attract illegal immigrants.
0: Hmm. Well, just because they wrote that particular amendment without intent to apply to specific scenario, I don't I don't know that it means that they were. But they didn't have foresight. I think it just means that they were writing it for a, a different problem at right. the time. Right. You right, know?
2: right. Yeah, that's true.
0: We because we do we do have some evidence to the contrary, or at least some evidence that they were aware of this issue. Uh, Senator Jacob Howard of Michigan. You can see this in the congressional record or congressional record at the time argued who argued at the time in favor of that phrase subject to the jurisdiction thereof. He said, quote, every person born within the limits of the United States and subject to their jurisdiction is by virtue of natural law and national law, a citizen of the United States. This will not, of course, include persons born in the United States who are foreigners, aliens, aliens. Who belong to the families of ambassadors or foreign ministers accredited to the government of the United States, but will include every other class of person. Now, that's pretty clear to me. That doesn't yeah. mean that that one senator's opinion is the mindset with which the ratification happened for all the rest of them. But this guy was at the forefront of crafting the language that became the Fourteenth Amendment.
2: And he says, "This will not, of course, <laughs> right, include persons born who are foreign." Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, you, sometimes you got to think about that. That's that a lot of stuff in in the past was taken as a given. Like remember the bill of rights itself was actually not originally included because they thought it was self-evident or obvious that this would never be necessary. Thank God that it was included. I mean, imagine the mess we'd be in without it.
2: Maybe their lack of foresight just shows that they didn't realize how stupid people would become
0: they had not seen the clip of the girl at fsu <laughs> otherwise they would have been very specific yeah They'd be
2: like oh shit we need to reach We've got to got
0: to, we gotta be extra clear <laughs> to make sure
2: yeah there was no welfare state too
0: yeah so when i read through this stuff i thought oh, okay this is not at all constitutionally clear like i had thought before uh and the next question is well what does the court say the supreme court the answer is nothing definitive they've never really ruled does the 14th Amendment command or demand birthright citizenship or doesn't it? The closest cases we have is in 1884, the court ruled that a Native American born under tribal jurisdiction could not make himself a citizen since, quote, no one can become a citizen of a nation without, it, without its consent. Right, right. In 1898, the, the aforementioned case, uh, the court ruled that a child born to Chinese immigrants was a, uh, was a citizen, but those immigrants were legal residents those chinese immigrants they weren't illegal chinese immigrants they were legally here so that's not quite uh that that doesn't answer the question directly of people illegally crossing the border and having a child here and then in 1982 the other case i mentioned this the court ruled that the state of texas had to provide schooling to illegal immigrant children but it did not say whether those children were entitled to birthright citizenship or not so (laughs) Well, you'll find the—I mean, the the court is often going to try to answer just the specific question before it and no more. You know, they, they want to be as specific as possible, not sweeping. So what's the—so uh, as I mentioned, with this understanding, I can see what the administration is trying to do here because the answer is the constitutionality is ambiguous. So really, if you want to proceed with this, you need to understand— What does the Constitution say, actually? And to get that question answered, you need to get it to the Supreme Court. How do you get it to the Supreme Court? You take some action on it. Of course, Trump knows that if you do an executive order, it's going to be challenged in court in five seconds. It's going to be appealed all the way up to the Supreme Court eventually, and then we'll get an answer. If if birthright citizenship is required by the Constitution, well, now you know you have a high bar. You're going to have to amend the Constitution if you want to get this changed, and or change the court in put people on there who disagree with that conclusion both are very unlikely difficult to happen if the court says not required by the constitution well suddenly you can write a law suddenly you could change this in congress maybe even executive order although again i would prefer that congress handle this
2: me too but i mean if, if we can't get it done that way then we're just gonna have to look at yeah. other avenues so it seems like nobody cares about the intent anymore what, what the framers intended they just care about the specific language which uh, is really irritating to me. Yeah, I think it's the only way.
0: Ones. Yeah, I think it's the only way you can measure right, these right. things. If if we don't understand what the intent of the person who wrote it was, how does it have any meaning at any all? Any
2: meaning at all? Right. It could they, mean anything. Then they just twist the the wording into all these technicalities, which is yeah. what we've seen happen with uh, gay marriage, for example.
0: Yeah. So. You know, like I said, while I while I have some reservations about the process, if Trump were actually trying to do away with this by executive order, that was his objective. I would have some reservations. But because I can see the objective, which is let's answer the constitutional question. I get what he's doing and it doesn't bother me as, as much. Uh, and I'm actually fascinated to see how this turns out. I want to see what the court yeah, will say. Yeah,
2: hmm. I uh, still wish he would build a wall, build a wall. Oh, my God.
0: You got to, uh, I don't know. He was, he was here on the campaign trail on Saturday. It's like he says, you got to get him a better Congress.
2: No, he doesn't need Congress to do this. For fuck's sake.
0: Well, in an ideal constitutional world, he surely does. Yeah, but does. He do-
2: technically he doesn't. I don't understand why he can't just have, a, a, have this funded through, I don't know, the biggest GoFundMe campaign in the world.
0: <laughs> That's true. If you want to do it privately, I have no objection to that. Right. If you, yeah, I, sure. I have no problem with that at all.
2: This is why we voted for him. He needs to build the wall and culture is right. Hmm. He can't be chanting this at rallies and not pull through. It would also take care of so many of these problems. Hmm. I mean, not the ones that are here.
0: He's done. He's hitting immigration hard as part of his midterm strategy. Did you see yeah, the but ad what that is he, he actually done? Oh no, I, I know. I'm I'm not trying to challenge you. I'm trying to transition to the next topic. Oh. So we sorry, to keep, bro. Yeah. Sorry. My, I I know I haven't been on point lately. I was trying to be <laughs> subtle. But he is—he, you know, whether his accomplishments uh, justify his rhetoric or not, he is hitting it hard. And he—did th- you see this ad that he posted on Twitter about this illegal immigrant? Pretty. Yeah, yeah,
2: I know. But do something, dude. Hmm. Do
0: something. So he posts—he posts this ad, and I think this is a what happened with the ad is kind of a classic example of how Trump's politics works. Like he—he he posts an ad that is slightly factually misleading, and then media and Democrats overreact and say no no, this isn't a problem at all and also it's racist and it's like well uh, if i have to choose between guy who's a little bit uh, a little bit loose with the facts and a little bit alarmist and people who say no problem at all i'm gonna go with a guy who's at least honest honest enough to say there's a problem
2: right yeah
0: yeah so he 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 goes to twitter he posts this this ad linking democrats to luis uh bracamante's a twice-deported illegal immigrant who killed two cops in Sacramento in 2014. He also injured a third, as well as a civilian. Trump posts this uh, this advertisement to his Twitter account.
1: Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, please step out of the
0: hallway. And he's saying, "I don't regret it. I'll kill some more cops." Democrats let him into our country.
1: I if I kill
0: more of Democrats let him in Democrats let him stay and then we got kind of hordes of people storming fences he says he wants to apply for pardon for the felony he committed uh-uh. Attempt <laughs> Who else would Democrats let in? Trump and Republicans are going to keep you safe. This is, check out some That's of this brief this um, media reaction from the Today Show. They say, first off, they don't even play the ad. They just call it racist. And then they say, Trump links it to the Democrats without evidence. You mean like you've been linking the entire 2016 election to the Russians without evidence yeah. for months or years? Don't, talk, don't yeah. be all specific about your evidence now, but check this out.
1: The president's also facing fallout over a racially divisive web video he tweeted to his 50 million followers. The video links a twice-deported Mexican immigrant convicted of murdering two police officers to democrats
2: without evidence recent polling shows about three-quarters of the gop believe that the issue of illegal immigration is a very big deal but only about 19 percent of democrats agree so in other words the president's focus right now on immigration is all about making sure that republicans who see things his way get out and vote
0: and that's exactly the issue 19 percent of democrats say it's a it say it's an issue at all basically <laughs> like i mean i have to go with the guy who's at least acknowledging the problem
2: oh my god how naive do you have to be to think that this is a good idea or that we owe this to the world these aren't even nations that we colonized like what what do we owe to these countries what somebody tell me why why we have to take in millions of poor latin americans why why are we under obligation to do that because we're a rich country because we have things to offer no build a wall what the fuck
0: is happening What's when I talk when I here? talk about some of the looseness with the facts there, it's it's really this that that Barack montes was deported under both Clinton and Bush that he entered. Basically, he entered and stayed in this country under various party leadership. so it's it's not entirely fair to blame one party specifically, but I think the broader spirit of what Trump is saying, look, you have one party that mostly is okay with this type of person crossing your border and another party that's serious about security, take your pick on the spirit of it. I'm I'm on board. I get it. I mean, I don't know. So, you know, again, that's my pick. Do I, am I going to be overly critical of Trump for saying, Oh yeah, but you know, Bush was also irresponsible with this guy. Or am I going to pick the Democrats who are like, I don't see any issue here whatsoever. No problem at all. Let them all in. Okay.
2: Hmm. God, this makes me rage. (laughs) I mean, it just boils down to, are we allowed to have national sovereignty or, or not. Are we not allowed to because we've committed too many horrors on the world stage so we just have to let our country be flooded with third world immigrants and unskilled laborers? Is that are we just going to flog ourselves into oblivion? Is that really what Democrats want? Because if we lose our national sovereignty, we can offer the world nothing in perpetuity because we will cease to exist as a country.
0: Sure ah also God. i mean it's, it's racially divisive it's racist racist why because the people coming here who don't have a right to come here happen to be of another race why is that or because he is picking on this one particular illegal immigrant who has a particular enjoyment of killing cops i, I don't understand why that's racist yeah i mean it might be a little fast and loose with the facts but i don't understand why that's racist this at is all.
2: another argument for balkanization how are we supposed to coexist with people That think that we should not be afforded national sovereignty how can you possibly it's suicidal those people i mean it's suicidal right so so what are we supposed to do because on this issue there is no compromise it's every illegal however between 30 and 50 million illegal mexicans gtfo gtfo no we can't give you citizenship your children can't see you have to go back well I, i don't really see another way out of this the solution to this is radical is inherently radical. I and I don't really because the, the
0: problem has become radical. Sure. Right. I mean, right. I, I think you and I might disagree on the practicality of some of that, but philosophically speaking,
2: how is that impractical? They got here. They go the fuck home. I mean,
0: we can we can try. I just it's the it, it's it's such a it's such a gigantic task to actually move that many people. That
2: yeah, it sounds like a gigantic task. But think about what a gigantic task it is to fund these people through welfare programs and other you know social programs. Uh, in, in perpetuity yeah. and, and their children while they, while they can give nothing back to our society that in magnitude well, is way more staggering to me than some, I assume are good sending people them back to Honduras. Yes. I'm sure some of them are good people. <laughs> that's
0: okay. Hey, that's your guys quote. Not, not mine. Some I assume are very fine.
2: Yeah. Very fine. Anyway. I'm not willing to take in 10 people that offer nothing. So we can have one that gives us some kind of marginal contribution. Yeah, I, that, that's I would, not a good payoff for me.
0: I wish someone in media it's too bad that the the you know most of the media has become mostly mouthpieces for the Democratic Party but these philosophical questions that you're asking maybe we disagree or not, we're not perfectly aligned on some of the practicalities of the solutions here but philosophically speaking I don't have an issue with what you're saying and I would like to hear serious members of the media inquire with some of these democrats do you believe in a, in a philosophy of borders at all. Do you believe... Yeah, Tucker Carlson ha-
2: always asks this and they always evade the question. Because, like if you can't
0: answer that... Well, then they don't no. want to
2: answer it because if if you get down to the bare bones of what they really want, it's to retain this voting block in perpetuity, to aggregate it for future generations so that they always have power. That's, that's why they're doing this. And because they truly hate white people, they want to decimate uh, white American cultural values.
0: Hmm. Speaking of <clears throat> hatred for the whites... Oh, Actually, okay. we should probably take a break before we get into the. Don Damn,
2: Lemon. that was a good transition. I set yeah. him up for that one. It's but because the I, Don I Lemon segment. Last one
0: from him. It's going to be long too, just like that birthright citizenship one was.
2: God, he's such an asshole, and he doesn't yeah. even realize the hypocrisy in what he's saying. All right, it is it is, guys, it is right.
0: an astounding lack of self awareness. Yes,
2: tone deaf, tone deaf Don.
0: Well, not. Um, I think the only person who might beat him in tone deafness is Joe Donnelly, which we'll get to at the end of the show yeah. with that. And that was debate a prepared gaff. speech,
2: but so was uh, hmm. so was Don Lemon um okay this is from izzy long two word border fix predator drones i'm with you operated by 4chan also matt hire
0: obama to do it
2: yeah really yeah. i'm the video editor for the gun collective if you're going to shot show stop by the press room i'll be there every day from open to close rock on
0: i am not going to shot show but that's very interesting i i am uh, i'm subscribed to the gun collective though so good work over there and thanks for doing what you do and um maybe uh maybe we can all maybe we can collaborate at some point and those those guys over there seem pretty cool and uh, maybe we can talk guns sometime. So thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Izzy, he? he has
2: a sweet shirt too. Um okay. Cynak eight says remember guys, hashtag Wall Street Journal kills kids or kill kids. And YouTube really doesn't care about good intentions if you wrong thing. I know. They don't care about your intentions. Uh, Far Too Hard says, all set for the show. Let's go. And we did go. Uh, Mike Pyers Blonde, you have my gratitude for red-pilling my beautiful wife. We always really enjoy the Sunday show together and think you guys are great. Shout out to my wife. I love you, sweet noodle. That's so sweet. That really touches my heart. I had a demoralized week, so thank you for putting some gas in my tank. I appreciate that. Kadrick Everson, shout out to PewDiePie for collaborating with Shapiro. He just made conservatism more mainstream to a lot of people. I saw that he put out a video. I didn't know it was a collab.
0: Uh I several people linked it to me. I think I did did Ben wow, actually great. work with him? I'm not keen on this. Or was it just PewDiePie just using clips? Uh
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, I, I I didn't see the full thing even though I got some links to it full confession. But but yeah, that's good to see. I'm glad to see. Yeah. PewDiePie used to annoy the hell out of me, but over the last year or two he's he's one of the cooler guys on YouTube now. Remember he was like yeah. the original target of the Wall Street Journal. They went after Remember him. Remember his response he, video where he goes yeah, dude, legendary. legendary. He, he was yeah. one of the people who didn't cave to these bullies at all. It's like, yeah, I made a Nazi joke. So what? Fuck oh, off. Good for him.
2: Good for him. Yeah. Uh, this is from Touay. I miss Matt's. I'm just chilling in my home backdrop. Yeah, we get a lot of hate for Matt's new backdrop.
0: Oh my God, dude.
2: <laughs> people were not happy about it. They still Fine. write in the comment section. Just get used to it, guys. It's not so bad. Not so I mean,
0: bad. I, can, I can change it.
2: I don't know. I mean, maybe people just don't like change. I actually think it looks better when I have my normal backdrop. This, I'm in some, a different yeah, you're place.
0: in a different spot today. Yeah.
2: Um, Alex Martin, you guys should go on the kill stream. Ethan Ralph is still on Twitter for now and is still streaming off of YouTube. Can't hashtag can't abort the retort.
0: <laughs> wow. Where is
2: he streaming? Oh, and people, uh, uh, in the live stream also told me that he got banned from Streamlabs too.
0: What? Is that so true stream? Stream labs is, is, is doing the banning now too. Okay. Good to know.
2: That's, really weak. Uh, mm. Thanks, Alex. Spencer vet thoughts on Shapiro on meme review. If you haven't watched it, do it. It's a perfect level of cringe and humor that only Shapiro can do. Also. I want to repeal gay marriage now, just despite
0: Tom. Lipton. This must be the PewDiePie thing, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. We didn't watch it. Sorry, man. Yeah, I'll check it out. Top of the show Daniel Gonzalez. I live in a congressional district in California that is run by a Republican. There's a high chance that I'll be represented in the house by a Democrat after this election. Mm. Pray for me. I mean, California is just lost. The whole state lost. Write it off. Write it off, yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, if you
0: get one of those splits like they had proposed previously, maybe parts of it can be salvaged.
2: I mean, what parts though?
0: I read, uh, I read an estimate somewhere that like, somewhere in the neighborhood of like six, seven, eight, nine, 10% of California is illegal. Like what an yeah, insane there are percentage.
2: Ton, millions and millions and millions of illegals hmm. in California. And culture thinks that that's one of the problems uh, that traffic is. Might largely be attributed to illegal immigration, okay. hmm. which is interesting. i never thought about that. JB Dude nine zero six one, first time voting this week in Texas. Republican hmm. across the board, including the Zodiac Killer Ted Cruz.
0: Ah, you missed your chance to vote for B E T O. You could have yeah. done it. Could have joined the <laughs> yeah. cool crew.
2: I voted in Seattle and some of the stuff was absolutely insane. It's like should police You still
0: have, voted in Washington?
2: Yeah. Should police oh. have more sensitivity training and <laughs> oh, stuff God. like I was like no,
0: no. No, absolutely not.
2: God. Uh Ryan Glouacki says the debate on the 14th should be naturalized versus not naturalized not the jurisdiction part uh that would have been helpful. Yeah. Hmm uh bill mcpherson bill with the good hair have you guys seen the youtuber don't walk run he makes excellent fake news debunking vids i have not i I like the name though been binging his content the past few days should have him on the show sometime thanks for the suggestion bill we will sure yeah i'll just do a few more right now because we're kind of backed up sock puppet joe leftist jews hate so-called zionists Oppression hierarchy. I like the myfraabraham. Like I probably should. talking
0: about the FSU crazy chick. Yeah. I assume
2: oppression mm. hierarchy is probably the reason Palestinians are more oppressed than Jews. Right. Huh? Nazis
0: oppress the Jews, but the Jews oppress the Palestinians. Is that the order?
2: And then she calls herself Jewish when she feels like she's being oppressed. Right. So she's a
0: victim relative to the Nazis, but she's an oppressor relative to the Palestinians. Is that what yeah. she would say?
2: Yeah. I mean, she didn't even pull the woman card. That's probably like yeah. below the Palestinian, if Palestinian Jew woman. Right. Okay. Do I, I have guess. It? Is that I, it? I don't know.
0: We uh, need ins- her explanation.
2: Insomniac Savage. Great to see you guys live. Normally work nights in the UK and have to miss it. Best live stream out there. Thank you. Oh, well, well, thanks. I appreciate that. And then we're just going to do one more right now and then I'll circle back for the rest of y'all. Uh, AZ Archer. Big donation. Good evening, fellow Nazis. Bis throwing some coinage your way for Halloween special. So here you go. Besides Bozeman, where would you recommend? I look for a place to live in Montana. Great work. And all. Uh, if you
0: honest. want like the best combination of wilderness access and economic opportunity with low cost of living, I would probably suggest Billings, to be honest. Uh, Billings has, uh, has, has improved quite a lot in in, um, in recent years. It used to have kind of dumpy parts, but it's doing quite well. And, um and it's the biggest city in the state, but, uh, but you can get pretty good jobs there and live pretty cheaply. So check out Billings. I would avoid uh, Missoula because that's the hippie town um i am not a fan of butte or helena either i would i would pick between if you're looking for the larger cities i'd pick between bozeman and uh and billings but billings is much cheaper to live and honestly the trade-off is not it's not that big of a drop
2: cool all right uh we'll circle back
0: i uh and i'm gonna crank out a just a couple of these uh stream labs as well uh the mormon guy says twenty six thousand dollars is isn't worth that much in the big picture saint jude has uh billionaire donors um ralph only did it to grandstand on children with cancer maybe i mean i don't know maybe he had some maybe he used it as an opportunity for uh, publicity or something but at the end of the day if he raised twenty six thousand dollars for a charity on a stream good for him dude i that's that's an impressive i don't
2: feat. even know that i care uh
0: texistentialist says hey matt uh put this one of your uh, put this in one of your lovely receptacles hashtag red wave yeah it'll go straight to the stripper thank you uh, yeah. And Dell says, what do you think of the lawsuit being filed against Trump on behalf of some members of one of the caravans en route to the USA? They want to use U.S. law, even as their intention, even though their intention is to violate that law. Good luck on Tuesday, Republicans. Yeah, I, I know very little of this, but basically these illegals are trying to sue their way into the United States, saying that their, their due process rights are being violated. And this is kind of murky because we have extended due process rights in, in terms of like deportation proceedings and things like that. Um, I don't know what the courts will say on it. I don't know, I don't know enough about the legal nuance of this. As a, as a matter of how I would like to see these things applied, I don't think we should be applying uh, constitu- the con- constitutional protections to non-citizens, I suppose. That would be my general philosophy. I think the, the Constitution is, exists to serve the citizenry of the United States, not provide uh, legal protection for people trying to barge their way into this country through legally questionable means. Anyway, we'll see how that one plays out. Dildo Swaggin says, Hey guys, first time using stream labs. And I wanted to say, fuck Google and their censorship. Also Donald Lemon is a faggot. Uh, I agree with that. Oh, yeah. well, it's, factually true, actually. Yeah. Don, it's actually true. Actually, it's
2: actually true. He gargles balls all day long.
0: <laughs> white balls though. Yes. He's so
2: he loves dim white balls. Hmm. That was a great transition. Oh,
0: one more. Snarpsta. I know. That was a good opportunity. Snarpsta. I wish I would have paid attention to this sooner. Here's my full donation without YouTube getting their grubby hands on it. Enjoy your week off, Matt. And Blonde is looking stunning. As usual, if you guys are in, I'd love to see Crowder on the show. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's that's a tough get. The dude's yeah. uh, the dude's quite popular. Gonna- it's got a lot going on. But maybe. I mean, obviously, I've been in contact with him in the past. Uh, so, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Thanks, Snarpsta. Now I don't have a good transition to Don Lemon. But
2: Boo. going
0: back to our previous conversation about some of Trump's immigration rhetoric and his, his discussion of immigration leading up to the midterms, Don Lemon's very mad about that. And Don Lemon gets on Chris Cuomo's show and he starts talking about how, as you heard in the intro, we can't demonize any one particular group when talking about threats to the United States. But let's remember the one group who's to blame, those white men, those piece of crap white guys. Here's, here's Don Lemon.
2: Even though he's got a lot of white in him.
1: I keep trying to point out to people not to demonize any one group or any one ethnicity, but we keep thinking that the biggest terror threat is something else. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized to the right. Hmm. And we have to start doing something about them. There is no (laughs) travel ban on them. There is no ban on, you know, they had the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. So what do we do about that?
0: Well, they're also citizens of this country. Uh, that that complicates right. it a little bit. Yeah, There's no Muslim ban on U.S. citizen Muslims either. So, does I, that's... he
2: really want to get into this finger-pointing <laughs> crime statistics based <laughs> he, on race shit? He does. Do, do you guys want to do this? Do he you? does,
0: in fact, because he took a lot of heat for this, got a lot of backlash. And so he goes on his own show later in the week, and he doubles down. In fact, it appears he does want to have this discussion about demographics and crime rates. Here's Don Lemon further explaining his position.
1: Well, tonight I also want to talk about some uncomfortable truth. The truth Mm. about who really carries out domestic terror attacks in this country. Earlier this week, I made some comments about about that in a conversation with Chris. I said that the biggest terror threat in this country comes from radicals on the far right, primarily white men. That angered some people. But let's put emotion aside and look at the cold, hard... FACTS. THE EVIDENCE IS OVERWHELMING. LET'S DO IT, DON. A RECENT REPORT FROM THE GOVERNMENT ACCOUNTABILITY OFFICE SHOWS THAT. EVEN THOUGH MORE PEOPLE DIED IN ATTACKS CONNECTED TO ISLAMIC EXTREMISTS, THE VAST MAJORITY OF DEADLY ATTACKS IN THIS COUNTRY FROM 2001 TO 2016 WERE CARRIED OUT BY FAR-RIGHT VIOLENT EXTREMISTS. THE WASHINGTON POST IN WRITING ABOUT THIS TODAY CITES A 2017 REPORT FROM THE the NATION Institute's INVESTIGATIVE FUND. IT FOUND THAT FAR-RIGHT PLOTS and attacks outnumber Islamist incidents by almost two to one. The Anti-Defamation League says that homegrown extremists of all kinds killed at least 372 people in the U.S. They also say Pepe's a hate
0: symbol. Remember, this is the same ADL. Just keep in mind, Pepe's a hate symbol and they have reliable numbers about terrorism.
1: US from 2007 to 2016, right-wing extremists were responsible for 74% of deaths. Left-wing extremists were responsible for only two percent. The nonpartisan think tank New America looked at attacks in this country after 9/11 and going up to ah, the attack in Charlottesville. Why? They now found that
0: of do the domestic, t- it's funny that it doesn't prove the point either. Jihadists are still on top. You excluded 9/11, and jihadists are still on top. More on that. I
1: mean, kind of a little more from Don. Terror attacks, those carried out, those not carried out by jihadists, 68 were by far-right groups. Only eight were by left-wing or black separatist groups. Their analysis shows that for every eight deadly attacks by right-wing extremists, there were one by left-wing extremists. Those are the facts. Mm. So people who were angered about what I said are missing the entire point. We don't need to worry about people who are thousands of miles away. The biggest threats are homegrown. The facts prove that. Ooh, spicy, uh, Don.
2: No mention of the black murder rate. You want to factor in some drive-bys there, Don?
0: Don, the master of the uncomfortable truths.
2: What a piece Lemon. of shit.
0: I have many thoughts on what he said, but oh, uh, well, first, give... of
2: course, he, he even mentions this because it's such a glaring that they started collecting the data after September 11th. <laughs> Why was it? Because three thousand plus? How many people died in September? 11th? The,
0: the GAO report. um yeah, it was 3,000 plus on 9-11. Killed so by Muslims, the, yeah. I don't know the exact figure, but yeah, if you go to the GAO report, I actually went through his sources, but that report in specifically that he's referencing, I mean, it literally says uh, extremist-motivated attacks that resulted in fatalities September 12th, 2001, <laughs> December 31st, oh, twenty six. Literally September 12th. Not just like, oh, we started in 2002. No, the day after. The day after. okay.
2: You know what um, else they always say when they're talking hmm. about black crime statistics? They'll say the majority of murders are committed by white people, which is technically true.
0: Yeah, that's right? part of the problem, and I want to talk about that toward the end because but he's not. Are they doing... going
2: to adjust for percentage of the population? Yeah, I they're mean, not I think doing it's per like capita. Fifty percent of murders or something like that are committed by thirteen percent of the population. Six percent right. of the population, if you're talking about black men.
0: The basic concept is, in a majority white country, you would expect all crime to be committed mostly by white people. So let's do a per capita analysis and that which will they be never more do. insightful, yeah. but they never do that, which this doesn't either. So I have some thoughts about just some general criticisms of his take here, but then I have some source specific analysis because I went through the sources that he's citing to get, because you know, if it sounds like bullshit, odds are it's probably bullshit. And there's a lot of bullshit in his sources, not just the sources, but the inter his interpretation of them. Um, First point, obviously totally contradictory. I mean, we mentioned this, but just you have to be so ob- oblivious to yourself to say we got to stop demonizing entire groups of people, but there's but, one particular group of person that's to blame. Okay. Right. Secondly, he shifts the goalposts. Uh did you notice in the first in his first statement there, he was saying, look, listen, white men are the threat. He, he makes it basically racial. It says white, you know, white people. And he says most of them persuaded into right-wing ideologies or whatever but he uses white people as the focal point not the ideology then he starts using right-wing ideology and white people interchangeably and by the end he's talking about right-wing ideology and not white people anymore he's kind of yeah he's he's done a this very magic editorial
2: trick. transition to confuse stupid viewers
0: so does he care about race or ideology or does he think they're one in the same? I would like to he hear him. He thinks they're
2: one in the same. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's fine. But that has a lot of implications that are in conflict with some of his other views that I'd like to hear him explain. So he shifts the goalposts. Um, he also will change his measurement of how bad some of these attacks are based on convenience. So, for instance, when he's referencing the Government Accountability Office report, the GAO report, he says, yeah, well, uh, Muslims killed more people. Jihadis killed more people but there were more right-wing incidents. So in that case, he cares about the incident count that matters. But then he goes to the ADL report, and suddenly he cares about deaths, not incidents. So when it's supportive of his perspective, he counts deaths or incidents, depending on whichever is more convenient to him. He doesn't go with one metric. Lastly, the New America analysis that he references, I, I mentioned this just a little bit ago, but this is evidence against him, not for him. Let me see well, if I can get a also- screenshot point. back up on here. Let's see if I can find it. Because his whole point was, well, uh, the the most threats uh, are coming from right wingers inside of our country. But then you show a slide that's like, dude, jihadis are number yeah, one. number one, and, right? And in your source, how is that evidence for you? That's evidence against you, dude. But I, I think to that's
2: supported t- by the ADL too. Didn't they have some some sort of breakdown?
0: The ADL, uh, that I'll, I'll get to that particular source in a moment. But they go, they basically rank them by. Deaths, and, you know, like right, it's the top ten. Like jihadi, jihadi. Yeah, Islamic, 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 Islamic. There's, there's some also right-wing.
2: classifying people as far right extremists that are most certainly
0: not. Well, there's a lot of questions in this government accountability office that he references. So, this uh, this GAO report it shows extremist killings, right wing extremist killings versus Islamic killings, 2001 again, September 12 2001, through 2016. And Don Lemon's right. There were more individual incidents involving far-right extremists.
2: How is that um, even relevant? Why would it not be anything but the death tally?
0: It, it was 62 incidents they counted for far-right extremists versus 23. And Islamic did it all? Does have fatalities? Yes, or were they, they just all incidents? had. A, they all had at least one. Okay. But the jihadis actually killed more once at 119 to 106 in their analysis. But here's what gets weird: is I, did, I counted it up of the 62 right-wing motivated cases most of them 43 are single murders and some of the descriptions in here it seems very dubious that it's like you know nazi guy killed a jew at the synagogue okay like that's that's kind of clear a lot of these are here's like there's one from 2003 um a couple examples here neo-nazi killed sex offender priest
2: well, I mean, then that, if they're going to do that and do these one-offs, then what about racially motivated black-on-white crime?
0: Right. Here's here's some other examples. White supremacist and an associate killed a child molester, one, one death. White supremacist and, murdered a convicted sex offender, one death. You'll notice as I scroll through here, it's one, 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 one. I'm not saying that like, you know, example here from a prison in Florida in 2006, white supremacist inmate killed his African-American cellmate. Like, I mean, maybe that's hate motivated. The point is what you're talking about here are you're not seeing like like what we saw at the synagogue on Sunday very frequently. Like white supremacist guy goes into synagogue, kills 11 people. That's right, right. not really on this list. So I have some suspicions. People that People in the
2: live chat are telling me that I am wrong and that the black murder rate is 54 percent of all murders. And no, that's so also you were, with you were them lower. classifying Latinos as Caucasian. You
0: were. Yeah. So, you so I guess I was incorrect
2: about that. I need to verify that, but that means 6% of people are committing 54% of the murders.
0: Hmm. You if go into correct. the Islamic attacks here and you do see, you know, more, you do see a lot of single cases, but you also see, you know, five, a shooting of five, uh, the, the Fort hood attack, 13 Orlando right. 49 San Bernardino attack, 14. You see less incidents, but they're deadlier on average. So Don Lemon doesn't seem to care about that. Uh, his, his, next source here i have serious questions about this one this is the national institute national institute's investigative fund and and it's a cooperation with the center for investigative reporting i don't know these places but it's it's supposedly a database of 201 domestic terrorist incidents since 2001 and i took a look through these cases it's all mapped out as you can see on screen here uh but these include non-lethal events. So they call Why? them terroristic incidents, but a lot of, that includes like foiled plots. And then a lot of these are like vandalism incidents. Here's some examples. Like they counted the Bundy standoff at the Here National Wildlife Refuge a few years ago in Oregon. They counted that as a terrorist incident, like a right-wing terrorist incident. What?
2: Why? Nobody was injured, right?
0: They're, they're, most of these cases on here, they even admit there were no terrorism charges filed. Oh my uh, God. There was a, a vandalization of an abortion clinic in Kalispell, Montana. Nobody was killed. They counted Elliot Roger, the UC, let me see if I can find it here. The UC Santa Barbara killer, yeah, here it is on screen. They counted him as right wing. That's insane. A he had no
2: political orientation, he was just of certain incel like communities.
0: So, they count, I mean, they, they and so why do I say that I'm very skeptical of their methodology here? Well, one, they're sort of just counting things that are non lethal attacks, but two. There's a lot of things omitted from the study here. Now, the the study ends in 2016, so the following th- obvious account- examples are not included on this map. You have none of the Antifa incidents of the last couple of years in Portland, Berkeley, all that stuff. You don't have Eric Clanton, the 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 bike lock uh, professor. You don't have the San Jose the Trump rally violence
2: in Dallas.
0: They do have that on this they map. Do? Actually, I did check that, and that, to their credit, that is actually on here.
2: When was the, that? That was two years ago.
0: Micah Johnson. Yeah. July 7th, 2016. That is included in here. So they did include that one, but they didn't inexplicably. They, they didn't include black lives matter riots in Milwaukee, uh, in, in, in 2016. They didn't include, uh, Ferguson, Baltimore, those riots. They didn't include those. This, this ends at 2016. So also keep in mind, James Hodgkinson, the congressional baseball shooter not included. So,
2: why how can they possibly reason their way out of that one
0: because they ended they ended at the end of 2016 and that was summer 2017 or late spring 2017 so i have questions about the methodology of this study but don lemon would also have to acknowledge that the most high profile incidents of left-wing violence over the last two years are excluded by virtue of the window of time that this study includes lastly the adl report that he references this is uh i mean the adl report put up a study of, of um, of supposed hate crimes and hate killings extremist killings in the last year uh you'll notice they the, part of their feature here is a list of the deadliest acts of violence by u.s domestic extremists 1966 to 2017 you got timothy mcveigh up top and again these are domestic extremists so that's why 9-11 is not included here you got timothy mcveigh up top but then after that you got omar Mateen, islamic extremism uh san bernardino shooters islamic extremism fort hoot fort hood shootings islamic extremism then you have Dylan Roof, right-wing extremism. Then you got you got uh, left-wing extremism in the 70s, Islamic extremism 2017. You, you know, you keep scrolling down. There's plenty of Islamic extremism, left-wing extremism in these top 10 instances. In fact, right-wing extremism is the minority. Yeah. In this list, the other part of this report that Don Lemon doesn't care to mention it it says the year 2017 was the second year in a row in which black nationalists have committed murders in the united states combined with other violent acts by black nationalists in recent years these murders suggest the possibility of an emerging problem this is the adl saying this so (laughs) so don lemon's analysis has some problems here but about these sources generally so those are those are the specifics of the sources about the sources generally none remember his original claim was about race White people are doing this. White men are doing this. None of these sources he's referencing account for race. They account for ideology. He did this sleight of hand to transfer over to ideology when he realized that a lot of his statement is indefensible.
2: And then classic cherry picking.
0: And if you want to go for that racial, the demographic cut up, just as you mentioned before if you want to do that if you want to talk about crime rates by demographic well you need to do per capita as i mentioned if you're going to say white people commit more crime the easy and obvious response is well there's more white people in this country so if i just think about white national like ex- extremist white identitarianism basically well we have a country that's roughly 65-70% white somewhere in that that range the fact that attacks based on you know, white nationalism are somewhat comparable to domestic Islamic extremism when our Muslim population is something like two percent, one percent. These right. should not be comparable. Mm-hmm. You do a per capita analysis; the risk isn't even close. Actually, mm-hmm. right. These, these should not be. The numbers should be. You should. You should have something like sixty times, fifty, sixty, seventy times the white nationalist attacks to domestic jihadis, if mm-hmm. if all things were being equal. But
2: My God. (sighs) Not to mention Don Lemon is, you know, he's part white. He's married to a white guy. If we're going to call, if the left is going to continue to call Elizabeth Warren an an Indian, (laughs) then shouldn't he have to accept his
0: white... Shouldn't he defend his people like she does?
2: Yeah, really. I mean, mean, it's just... Is this self-hating stuff or is he just conveniently, you know, uh, calling himself like a black man when it's appropriate? Is that what's happening here? I think he
0: just said something off the wall in a moment of, I mean, it was it's it's, it's, it's planned, interesting
2: though. I, I, this hmm. was not just some random thing that he said that was a prepared monologue.
0: If it was prepared, his, his comments, if his comments about, we can't demonize a specific group, but by the way, this group is evil. If that Do you was think a prepared that was
2: an thing. Cause it might, I don't know. Oh. Maybe he's just a super good anchor, but I, I hmm. thought that that was clearly prepared.
0: If that's prepared, it's even worse. I mean, if that's prepared, so. that's, that's awful. Oh, God. So, I I don't know. I'm
2: tired. I'm tired of all this.
0: (laughs) I just want to see... I I mean, Don Lemon, the hero of uncomfortable truths and all this. All right, Don. You're you're down the trail of uncomfortable truths. You're getting really red-pilled there, Don, with all your uncomfortable truths. Keep going.
2: Keep going. Tell me
0: more about you know, rates of crime in certain demographics. Yet and us
2: even having a discussion about the black crime rate, uh, he would call us racist for that.
0: I would love to hear his explanation for it because he'd have some ridiculous explanation about why it's oppression and all this stuff that that makes that happen. It's not actually... You'd
2: probably make a poverty... I, I hear that argument a lot. Well, it's the poverty in the black community caused by, you know, centuries of oppression that leads them to commit more crime. That's probably hmm. what he would say.
0: We'll have to wait till the next episode of Don Lemon Tonight or whatever his show is named. Well, I'm sure we'll find out soon. Real quick, before we uh, take a break or move on to some other topics, there were a couple other pieces of extreme media nonsense this week. Uh, specifically, anti-white media nonsense, oh. if, if you can believe it. Uh, Mara Gay, who's on the New York Times editorial board. Yes, the same New York Times editorial board behind... Uh, hits like Sarah Zhang and 1844 white fear like we covered last week. She uh, she gets on MSNBC and she says she's not going to let white people off the hook for Trump. Basically. Is this
2: the white anxiety, bitch? I think it is. Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Not familiar. But this is what she had to say this week. I can't disagree with that, unfortunately, as sad as it is, but I'm not willing to let white voters off the hook. I think that
1: they, like the rest of us, should be treated as adults, and I believe that they need to move from saying,
0: well, I don't like his tweets, but, you know, the economy's doing okay. They need to move from there to reality, which is that we have a white nationalist president who's a threat to American democracy.
2: So this is so, t- so tone deaf because the reality is that people's day-to-day lives are getting better because the economy is improved. Yeah. That's the reality. <laughs> God,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, you say that, it's like, oh, I don't like his tweets, but the economy is good. Correct. Yeah. I mean, what am I supposed to say? His tweets are far more important than my... Financial well-being, the house—you know, my ability right. to provide for my household—I care more and, about and the, the,
2: stability the tone of, my family of his tweets and their families, and you know, my my lineage and you, keeping my home me? and my job. It's like, yeah. are you fucking serious? Is bitch? she telling
0: me I'm supposed to trade, like I'm supposed to consider that in the election. Well, I'd rather sabotage my financial well-being and in, in, in exchange get a you know presidential tone in the Twitter feed. It would be right. a worthwhile trade to make.
2: This is exactly this displays how how out of touch with reality the left is because they care more about the appearance of racism than money in their pockets. At the end of the day, then yeah. cultural and social stability, which is the most important thing, yeah.
0: which has blown my mind each and every time we talk about it with regard to Super Chat and all the right. rest. The willingness of these, you know, of, of corporate America in many cases to sabotage their own financial well-being in order to appear virtuous, in order to appear tolerant, in order to appease the progressive powers that be. They're willing to take money out of their own pockets just to do that. Right. Right. I think your average
2: American, I don't want to speak for them, but I think your average centrist like looks at Trump and is like, yeah, he's a little uncouth and I don't really appreciate how his, you know, how he's not presidential all the time. And he kind of speaks off the cuff, but my life on a day-to-day basis has improved I feel better about having children I feel better about owning a home my, my property values are up I feel more secure in my job my community feels safer and they don't give a shit that he speaks off the cuff on twitter they're like whatever it's just a cost of doing business here and i don't care because my life is getting better they do not yeah. this doesn't compete with them because they're like racism
0: yeah the worst uh, yeah it, it it is baffling but it, it it is uh yeah they live in a disconnected world and Another person who is um, symptomatic and representative of that is this Julia... Is it Ioff? Julia Ioff? I'm going to go with that. Oh, at yeah. In live chat,
2: let me know if she's the white anxiety chick. I can't tell. I, I can't remember.
0: This Sorry, person no. at GQ, this Julia at GQ magazine, gets on CNN and says, Trump has radicalized more people than ISIS. Oh, my fucking God. And then she's God. challenged by this... Uh, this guy challenging her, his name is David Urban. He's a former 2016 Trump campaign staffer. But this this is... This is amazingly disconnected.
2: I have to agree with Simone here. I think, you know, this president, one of the things that he really launched his presidential run on is talking about Islamic radicalization. And this president has radicalized so many more people than isis ever did i mean the way he talks the way he the way that he that
1: is that's just it's it's the way he the
2: way that he uh... allows these people the way he winks and nods to these groups the way he says i know i'm not supposed to say it but i'm a nationalist the way that he hems and haws when he has to mm-hmm. uh, condemn these people and kind of th- gritting his teeth kind of says fine okay i condemn this for her to
1: say that the president of the United states has radicalized more people then ISIS is irresponsible. Yeah, okay, fine. you just yeah. bringing you in. It's It's irresponsible okay, because it's not true. It's factually but- true. You can based upon what? How many? How many? How many camps have you gone into and interrogated ISIS? P- folks, have you? Do you know? ISIS what do you base I, it upon? ISIS had
2: Julia? A, like ten thousand members. I think the president has far more supporters who espouse an equally hateful ideology <laughs> Julia, that demonizes other you're, people. You're, you're, you're and-, and the root of the issue <laughs> is that the president of the United States See,
0: has aligned himself with white nationalists,
2: out. with the national. He called himself a nationalist. I'm just you know he Come has on. aligned so, himself with neo Nazis l- 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 and he's
0: So if I voted for the president, I'm an ISIS militant. Thank you, Julia.
2: That is just crazy. I mean, she's. And not pointing out that there might be some kind of discrepancy between like right wing radicalization and, and becoming a member of ISIS where you want to saw people's heads off for not, you know, endorsing Sharia law. It's like th- that's the same thing. Trump derangement syndrome. It's like a real thing.
0: We need to get it in the DSM or whatever that diagnostic uh, book is. So the psychology crazy. people can clarify that for me. But yes, this is I mean, honestly, Again, I'm not a professional, probably a violation of ethics breach for me to be, one, diagnosing people at all because I'm not qualified to do it, but two, diagnosing it online, on air on a public platform. But what we're seeing at FSU, what we just saw there, I, I swear to God, that's some form of mental illness I know, like, that is so detached yeah. from reality.
2: And being so detached from reality that you believe that you live in an oppressive patriarchy, but you're allowed to go on a giant news network and spew your conspiracy theories about how this country is like worse for women than the middle East. It's like these people are fucking delusional. It's spend one day in, in Saudi Arabia and then yeah. tell me that it sucks to live here and that you're an oppressed female little miss CNN. Who's this bitch? Julia loft. Julia.
0: Think? I think it's an I. I oh off. really? Eye I off. I, I off. think <laughs> there may be some jo- jokes there. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs>
2: It's too late in the show for us but, to, to yeah. rank it. Anyway,
0: she she takes to Twitter to uh, kind of half apologize. But she says, I clarified and apologized on air. I would have played that. I couldn't find the clip. She says she apologized on air. I'll take her word for it. Whatever. But I'll say it again here. This has been a very emotional and painful time. But I absolutely should have gone, should not have gone with such hyperbole on air. I apologize. But then she replies to herself and adds this. I will add, though. I will add, though that it is not a coincidence that the number of anti-Semitic attacks has jumped nearly 60% in 2017, the biggest one-year increase in recent history, while this administration has systematically pulled back resources from countering domestic extremism. Okay.
2: Well, why is she talking about anti-Semitism?
0: I I don't know.
2: Where did that come from?
0: Because she wants to blame Trump for the rise, the supposed rise in anti-Semitic attacks.
2: Was was this in reference to Pittsburgh? Does she want to have Um, a discussion about what Muslims think about Jews? Does she want to do that?
0: uh, Yeah, I mean, presumably she thinks that in a country controlled by people who are the equivalent of ISIS members, that she's at the same level of risk here in the United States as she would be as a Jew in, say, Syria or Iraq, northern Iraq.
2: That is mind blowing. The disconnect with reality is staggering. Hmm. What is wrong with these people? How can they actually believe that? Do you think they really believe this? Do you think she really believes Um, that Trump has radicalized more people than ISIS?
0: I think that she believes the spirit of that claim. I think in the reaction to the pushback, she probably realized it was overstated, but I think, generally speaking, she thinks he radicalizes extremists who are terroristic threats. Yeah. She makes that clear, basically, in her reply to her own tweet. I think she would probably, like, if pushed, she would probably pull back her claim a little bit that, like, your average Trump voter is the equivalent of a terrorist militants
2: and i like how but... the, like the initial deflection in, the, in that tweet where she says this has been a really emotional time. <laughs> yeah. like 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 what she said has made her life so hard yeah. like i'm so sad that people are reacting to my absolutely ridiculous claim yeah it makes me so sad and emotional i'm some this is so awful for me right <laughs> now victimhood bullshit
0: yeah let's um Let's knock out just a few super chats now. We'll take care of some more topics and then figure out how we want to handle the prediction at the end of the show.
2: Makes me rage.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, Let's see. Good evening, fellow Nazis. We got that one. Ah. (gasps) This is from Moranis.
0: Guten Tag, or whatever they would say. I don't know. What? How do Nazis greet oh, each Nazis. other? Oh,
2: I was like, I, I immediately forgot what I was
0: talking about. Um,
2: Rick Miranda <laughs> says, Take my shekels, Matt Rosenstein, and blonde Uber Reich. Am I doing this right?
0: <laughs> wow. Well, my you're going to get banned. just cracked.
2: Ugh. Like, yeah. sound like a teenage boy. Uh, thanks, Rick. Uh, Philip J. Fry. Yo, guys. Um, what's with your friend Jeff holiday lately? has been working with Francesco Ramsey to ruin Worski now I hmm. hear his wife saying on Twitter that he can't satisfy her. So she sleeps with chicks. I didn't, I don't know what any of this is about. I'm not on Twitter. So I've not I seen,
0: care. I've not seen any of this. I haven't, um, I don't know. I haven't spoken with Jeff in some time. I, I can't, <laughs> I have not seen any of this, but now I kind of want to see if it's that juicy on Twitter.
2: I can't. I oh Kind of want to check it out. I don't know. I never get involved with the internet drama. Um, sorry, Philip
0: Royal. That's Fry, isn't did nothing wrong. Is that, or is that not J Fry? Is that a different J Fry? Or is it Philip J Fry? Philip J. Fry. That's not J Fry. No. Oh.
2: Where has J Fry been? I don't even know. Oh, he's around. I he DM'd him.
0: me just the other day. Oh, good. Yesterday, I
2: think. Good. I, I like to keep him around. Sick hmm. him. Um. Jason Takis says, "Hope the Red Wave makes it to Montana this week." Cheers. We're going to talk about that in a little bit.
0: I actually, in my prediction, I'm going to give montana to Tester. as much as i don't want that to happen but i think really it, the method i selected in judging the polling gave montana to Tester.
2: interesting
0: mm.
2: we'll see i i don't know i like matt's like prepare your predictions i'm like i truly don't know what's going to happen with the house it's really mm-hmm. up in the air um, but we'll talk about that a bit yoko uh halo list says hey from great falls matt you mentioned in a bright you were mentioned in a bright article so maybe you'll get your hit soon beautiful as oh, always oh wow
0: be. i didn't know that It'd if you have turn. a if you have a link to it, send it my way. That's pretty Holy cool. Holy
2: shit, that's super cool. Um, Blackwing, note two: the only side normalizing Nazis, KKK, and white supremacy is the far left, right? I mean, do you know anybody that's like a legitimate Nazi?
0: Um, I mean, I've spoken with some people online before with like pretty far out their views, but it def it depends. Like the the most the people that I've spoken with are like legitimate identitarians like they believe yeah. that you know society functions best and peace is best achieved when you know you basically have uh ethnocentric countries like that's the most extreme people I've spoken with but the most extreme people right. I've spoken with are kind of of that Richard Spencer perspective where it's like we need to segregate but do it in this like ethical way where we incentivize people to segregate basically that's I I don't know anyone I've never spoken with anyone who's like yeah we need to do this with war I don't know anybody. Yeah, I mean, like that.
2: this attitude that there's like a Nazi lurking behind every corner is just so preposterous. I, I don't think I've ever met a real-life Nazi my entire life.
0: Look in the mirror. Geez,
2: <laughs> uh, Darlene, Kate, right. FSU girl arrested for battery per Western Journalism site. Love all three of your channels. Keep up the good work. Mm. Um, you continue to give us hope. One of your female boomers. All right, girl. Oh, well, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Darlene. We appreciate it. AK forty seven, your face. Oops. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sometimes I read the five dollar ones on accident. Oh. Uh Kevin Smith, in regards to the Ralph retort, no good deed goes
0: unpunished. Yep. Yeah, for sure.
2: Philbert fifty three Rogers, isolate and destroy that has been the tactic for decades. Now they're also trying to do it to Steve King currently.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of headlines about him, but I've not looked into this they're trying to paint him as a white supremacist and and all this uh the iowa congressman right representative right. steve king
2: i mean how how much is this going to work they really need to choose their battles here it's never been a, a the, it's the best time for legitimate
0: reasons that's the problem is when lie
2: under the radar like exactly. under people like roaming millennial who are mixed yeah I, I mean
0: my default reaction now when i see someone accused of white supremacism is like eh, probably just somebody who believes in low taxes it's like, uh, probably it, who it, it is it takes
2: convincing for me to be like oh that person actually is a white supremacist hmm. you know i think the average person is, is becoming like that too steamboat willie hey Jude, don't give it back it's a sad song those kids have cancer oh man. remember don't <laughs> let the fw's under your skin we should Sing have sang steamboat. that
0: one yeah that, that was a good one that was that clever was i like that
2: uh robin discovered your show about a month ago you guys are definitely my new favorite show to watch thank you for you oh, well, to be the voice of reason thank you robin i appreciate that um this is philip j fry again shout out to the killstream quack quack ethan ralph would have you guys in if you reach out 148 gang gang mother trucker i don't know what that means
0: yeah quack, i'm sure i'm sure we can uh probably have a word with uh with him at some point either over here um, or maybe over on his show
2: i was supposed to go on the killstream a long time ago but i never followed up uh, I've, I've, i know i've
0: only spoken with him through messaging maybe once or twice i don't yeah, uh, i don't know I ethan very well but uh but i know he follows me on twitter and i believe i i believe we follow each other
2: a uh, big donation on, from John Martin. Thank you, sir. Quick, take my money before they get it. As always, you guys rock. No, you rock, John. <laughs>
0: well, that's the problem is it has to go through them first, man. Yeah. yeah. Like they yeah. could they could just decide to divert that to St. Jude's or decide it's too offensive for St. Jude's or whatever. Yep.
2: You know? um, yeah. Let's just do a few more right now. This is from Rainer. Chen. Sure. Hi, guys. I am here with two weeks donation. Just watch Philly D's take on Bolsonaro. Ugh. Uh-oh. And would like to make a Philly D joke midterms, Dems plan to slaughter and eat babies while Republicans will say mean words. Let me know which is worse in the
0: comments. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the choice you have to make. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh,
2: John Martin again, Matt and I once made love. He was completely subject to my jurisdiction thereof. You know what I mean?
0: Wow. Great story. Compelling. And uh,
2: rich. Right, we're gonna have to circle back.
0: Yeah, actually, let me crank out just a few, uh, streamlines before we move on as well. Holy cow. This, I appreciate everybody supporting the show. My goodness. Uh, thanks guys. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. I accept for Streamlabs donation for my favorite duo. You can ask anyone about it. People often do. Well, thank you. That's that's true. I've heard that myself. Parasites go home. Says five to ten percent of our nation's population is made up of illegal aliens. What in the unholy fuck? Time. For <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for reading this. Oh my god! I'm gonna get banned by the Wall Street Journal. Time for Operation Wetback to the reckoning. <laughs> Good lord. Uh Kent Pittsburgh says I catch shoplifters oh for a living in 2017 we caught an illegal alien stealing $300 worth of razors wow he admitted he was stealing because he was addicted to cocaine oh i was thinking like shaving razors i, I didn't think the straight oh, yeah. blades police arrested him called ice and they did nothing he was in jail for 4 days and then cut loose Ugh, gosh thank you kent and uh hope hope everything in Pittsburgh is is good uh, Ditko's answer: The left doesn't value uh, U.S. citizenship and doesn't know why everyone can't just be a U.S. citizen. They don't understand that it's a gift paid for in blood. I come from a military family, and I get to see what freedom costs. Uh, also, keep up the great work. Agreed. Yeah, blonde and I are both military families as well, and thanks to your thanks to your family for what they've done. And I and think yours. that and I think that's uh, I think that's part of it, man. Like building this country is not it's it's not something that just sprang out of nowhere. Right. And it is something that isn't guaranteed to stick around if you're not serious about protecting it. So thank you, Ditkos. And thanks to your family. Uh, Renekus says, what constitutes a, what constitutes a right-wing extremist? KKK were started by Democrats and the only uh, provable Republican member I know, uh, I know of has never won a Republican primary. And also, uh, (laughs) also fuck you, Don come guzzling lemon. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, thank you Redicus. Uh sourdough girl says matt tim Poole quoted you today in his video the media doesn't cover violence against conservatives you should try to get him on we need uh t- we need more we need to move this social liberal a bit for the right i heard tim Poole was uh getting a little red more red-pilled lately people had been telling me that and we had tim uh t- tim back on in January or so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm friendly with Tim and we've spoken before, so I can imagine we'll No, you had
2: again. Tim on. He doesn't know who I am.
0: There was some interesting drama there where like, does Tim know who blonde is or not? We don't really know, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 have uh, I've spoken with Tim and, uh, I, I imagine we'll probably collaborate again in the future. Thank you. Sourdough girl. Okay. I'm going to move quickly through, uh, through a couple of these topics because I don't know that they're super discussion worthy, but I think they are, somewhat interesting. So the first uh, thing I want to get to is a few updates in the never-ending Kavanaugh saga, but how this relates to a new fake accusation, at least presumably fake Me Too accusation, against um, against Brett Kavanaugh. So one of the accusers against uh, Brett Kavanaugh, who, uh, this was like the least known accuser. The, I, I, I did not even were. hear about this. Yeah, this one was pretty rare, and I'm not going to pretend that everybody knowledge of this one was rare. I'm not going to pretend like everybody jumped on this and treated it as though it was true because it was late to the game and the accusations were wild and anonymous. But towards the end of the process, there was a, a, an accuser known as Jane Doe, an anonymous accuser who accused Brett Kavanaugh of raping her in a car. And she apparently had called members of Congress or she had made this allegation known to Congress. She had communicated it to Congress Uh, A Judiciary Committee letter sent to Attorney General Jeff Sessions on Friday uh, in in such a letter, the chairman of the committee, Chuck Grassley, referred a woman named Judy Monroe Layton to uh, to the Justice Department for Criminal Prosecution, says the letter or portions of the letter, given her relatively unique name, committee investigators were able to use open source research to locate Miss Monroe Layton and determined that she one is a left wing activist and two uh, has decades of He's decades older than Judge Kavanaugh. And three, lives in neither Washington, D.C., nor California, but in Kentucky. Uh, the letter continues. She confessed to the committee investigators. One, she just wanted to get attention. Two, it was a tactic. And three, it was just a ploy. She told committee investigators that she had called Congress multiple times during the Kavanaugh hearing process, including prior to the time of Dr. Ford's allegations surfaced. So apparently she had raised this actually pretty early, but uh, you just didn't hear much about it. To oppose his nomination. Uh, regarding the false sexual assault allegation she made via her email to the committee, she said, I was very angry and I sent it out when asked by committee investigators whether she had ever met Judge Kavanaugh. She said, oh, Lord, no. So we know that at least one of these accusations is a is an admitted fraud. We have our suspicions about the rest of them, and I think they are well-grounded suspicions, but context, to set the context for some of this other stuff, one of them is an admitted Fabrication, hundred percent untrue, admitted by the person who created the uh, the accusation itself. Now, recall that Christine Blasi Ford, the most famous of the Kavanaugh accusers, yeah, the uh, it should be indelible in your hippocampus. Her 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 Valley Girl mannerisms. She became almost a GoFundMe millionaire uh, uh, off of the whole. Um, The whole fiasco, which, of course, she had nothing to gain except for a gigantic bank account. But uh, throughout the process, there was also a GoFundMe set up on Justice, now Justice Kavanaugh's behalf. uh, And it raised in the neighborhood of $600,000. The guy who organized it, his name is John, uh, John Hawkins. He's some sort of blogger. But he received a letter on Brett Kavanaugh's behalf indicating the justice was flattered by the support, but he will not accept the money. Uh, he also would not direct the money to a third party. The organizer of the campaign has decided to donate the proceeds to three Catholic charities in D.C. These are charities associated with Brett Kavanaugh. Now, this is generally a good outcome. I'm happy that these, this money is going to charity. I think Brett Kavanaugh is a great guy for not taking it. But I have to be a little bit cynical and raise some more red flags about GoFundMe generally. I mean, we see so many hoaxes yeah. that go straight to that particular website and in this case like you know i don't have any reason to say that these charities are not fantastic operations but the money was given under the premise that it was going to brett Kavanaugh and or his family to support these legal costs and now suddenly
2: questions about whether or not you should be able to start a gofundme on behalf of somebody else
0: without express written consent or whatever you know right right Because ultimately, what it sounds like, close that
2: loophole. I don't like it.
0: If I understand this story correctly, it's just a guy who happened to set up a a campaign because he was mad about what was going on, justifiably so. I share that anger, and I'm glad people wanted to support Brett Kavanaugh in this in this um, in this struggle. But why does that guy just get to direct half a million dollars worth of charity? Like he just he just gets to do that when people gave him that money for a different purpose. I don't like the precedent that's set here. I think that's very dangerous.
2: I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: So I think GoFundMe has some questions to answer about how this all played out. But the the, the primary point here that I would like to emphasize beyond my suspicion and cynicism of GoFundMe is, Brett Kavanaugh, stand-up guy. Good for you, dude. I mean, I don't know that that would be life-changing money to him or not, but you know, that's enough to buy some nice real estate for your kids. That's enough to buy some college educations. That's enough to do some real good. And he decided he would not capitalize on the misfortune that befell him. And I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Now this all sets the context for, uh, what is an interesting story this week Several media outlets, including the Huffington Post, reported that they had received emails from a woman claiming she was offered money to spread fake accusations about being sexually assaulted by Robert Mueller, the special counsel in the Russian collusion investigation, which should come to an end after, yeah. the, after the election here shortly. But... This this supposed accusation that was being floated to journalists said this woman worked with Mueller at a law firm in the 1970s. Mueller became aware of this accusation after journalists reached out to him, I believe, but he referred the accusations to the FBI for investigation. There's no known evidence the woman worked with Mueller or that she even exists. The law firm in question has no record of the person. There was a press conference scheduled for Friday in which the accuser was supposed to appear along with the two guys who are, I guess, supporting or, um, or floating this, this accusation, she didn't show up and she said she didn't show because, uh, she has fears for her life. So these guys had some, some kind of a flop press conference, which huh. admittedly I have not watched. Cause why would I, this sounds absolutely bunk, but they had some press conference in which she didn't show up because she says she's afraid. Now I see no evidence that this is the case. I believe this is probably politically, politically motivated hit against Robert Mueller but publications like the huffington post suddenly don't see the <laughs> how the standard of accepting uh an assignment of guilt without evidence is a bad standard to live by right. so this this was actually the um the front page of the huffington post this week they have this like this mouse trap with cheese on it, it says hoax smear targets Muller. The story reads if you go down and it, it says even in the Me Too era, when sexual misconduct allegations come down seemingly daily against powerful men, those accusations typically involve a real verifiable woman and some kind of corroborating evidence. In this case, there's neither. OK,
2: tell us more about Julie Swetnick's corroborating evidence. Just I, being a real woman. is, is Yeah,
0: that- apparently that's enough. But suddenly, the Huffington Post cares a lot about corroborating evidence with Me Too allegations. It's not like they hadn't been defaming Brett Kavanaugh on the front page of this same publication for weeks. Suddenly, they seem to realize, oh, maybe presumption of innocence is actually good. But they're never going to apply the standard. They're going to say presumption of innocence is good when it suits our political agenda, which is somehow getting some miraculous conviction or charge against the president on russian collusion conspiracy theories which by the way if there's anybody still hanging on to the idea that you're going to get some big reveal after the election don't keep your hopes up don't get right. your hopes right why
2: would up. you why wouldn't it come out before the election it's going to be a big reveal it's not going to happen it's
0: going to be the biggest nothing burger yep. in, you know in some time this is going to reveal absolutely nothing at all and i can't wait because you know you know, the reaction on the left is not going to be, well, we had not just a fair investigation, but a multi-year investigation. I'm going to drop this Russian collusion conspiracy theory. No, they're going to go, do exactly what they did with the FBI investigation into Kavanaugh. They're going to say, well, clearly this was, this was a sham from the start. Not thorough enough, even though we've, you know, Robert Mueller's been at it for years. They're, right. going, to, they're going to hang on to the theory and explain away why the investigation was a sham. That's what's going to happen. Hmm. Any thoughts on that?
2: No, I agree. I mean, once again, their total lack of self-awareness like smacks you in the face. It's, it's like, what are, are you people even listening to yeah. Every time I read something from the far left, it's like, how, the, how can you believe this and then believe this? Like, because how, the only
0: principle how is how can I further my political cause, my worldview? Whatever tool I can oh, use to further it in that moment is fine. Consistency be damned, logic be damned, philosophy be damned, principles be damned.
2: Disappointing, still. I, I don't expect anything different anymore, but it, it still disappoints me.
0: It's got to be exhausting to live like that, you know, like to live without any central values or principles or any.
2: And with the constant mm. outrage too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Being mad all the time.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, being accosted with stupidity just makes me exhausted all the time. I can't imagine what it's like <laughs> to be outraged twenty four seven.
0: Yes. Um, well. Before we get to uh, midterm stuff, there's uh, a couple of uh, hoax hate cases to get to if you're ready. Well, one hoax and one weird case. Yeah. Let's Let's take on the hoax first. Okay. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? A female student in Porto Alegre, Brazil, claimed that the day after the election's first round, I'm not an expert on what's going on in Brazil, but this Bolsonaro, Brazilian Trump got elected, right? Yeah. And apparently they do some kind of round-based election. They they do a series of votes to decide their, I guess, presidency. I don't know if that's the term, but it was a first round in this election. And this particular female student in Brazil claimed she was carrying a backpack with LGBT stickers on it in promotion for the Not Him campaign, which is a protest against Bolsonaro. And she was attacked. She was attacked and she had a swastika carved into her abdomen. My goodness. Wow. And note, of course, um, even when (laughs) cutting up your own body, you still make the swastika backwards. Congratulations to the Brazilian student maybe she did it in the mirror and that's why it ended up being backwards you know it gets confusing when you're trying to figure out your direction with a inverted image investigation concluded that all evidence leads to the woman either carving herself or letting someone else do it with her full consent the markings were superficial as you can see and with even depths, which would hardly happen if the quote victim had struggled or shown any reaction either by fear, fright, or mere reflexes, the uh, document from investigators says. After police oh released this the findings. Insane. After police released the findings, Bolsonaro said on social media that he expected retractions from people who were connected or who connected the incident to him and his supporters, so much like what's going on in the US, you hoax Did he hate get and, them. And they blame uh they blame the the you know, they blame Brazilian Trump. He also said that his opponent's supporters uh orchestrate all claims associated no. Uh he was this this is phrased weird, maybe weird translation. But he also said that his opponent's supporters orchestrate all claims associating his name with violent attacks. Okay. So generally the same idea that's going on here. They
2: I hope she has terrible scars and then she forever <laughs> has a Nazi brand.
0: She probably will. I mean it's and people it's just think a...
2: that she's uh racist this is such a hail hortler moment (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh bolsonaro says uh we expect a retraction of all people that even with our disavowal irresponsibly and with no evidence associated us to the cases of property damage and nazi attacks
2: wait is it backwards Uh,
0: yeah yeah you know the way i know is because it it should make an s shape basically not a backwards s shape uh the
2: worst nazi ever
0: Irresponsibly and with no evidence, associated us to the attacks of property damage and Nazi attacks, and today uh, were deemed false by the authorities," said the candidate. Okay, so you know, <laughs> self harm in addition to hoax hate—that's next level. But uh, but this next case is not hoax hate per se. It's just, I guess, weird hate. As I said at the top of the show, there were there's a bunch of synagogue. Um, synagogue vandalism in New York City over the last week, and the suspect is not necessarily who you would expect. You've got the details on this after um, after some local news about the arrest of the suspect in the case. Here's a local news report.
1: Now to that arrest tonight in that anti-Semitic vandalism spree in Brooklyn six days after that gun massacre at a temple in Pittsburgh. New York cops using surveillance video to identify and arrest a young man who they say is emotionally disturbed and verbal Cops say he wrote vile words inside and a Nazi swastika outside the synagogue and set fires at other Jewish temples earlier today. 26-year-old James Polite charged with making the vile graffiti at this synagogue along with setting a string of fires in the nearby Hasidic enclave of Williamsburg and it was from there that police got a break in the form of this video which captured a man setting a fire early this morning. Local volunteer security forces helped police catch him and it didn't take long for them to link him to the picture they had circulated about the graffiti at this synagogue, Union Temple, off Grand Army Plaza. Uh. Jew better be ready, he wrote, end (laughs) is now. Hitler, and insert oven here as for the suspect <laughs> polite is his last name james polite sources say cops quickly identified him as emotionally disturbed and he has for now been committed in a psychiatric unit at a nearby uh-huh. hospital when he is deemed competent he will face a variety a whole litany of hate crimes charges related to all of these cases mm.
2: that okay i have a million questions first of all why is he being charged with the hate crime if he's emotionally disturbed and if he's totally crazy yeah that doesn't know, make they it, spent like yeah. half that report talking about how he was crazy and they use the term nonverbal to make it sound like he's so like autistic or something like that, that he can't speak. That's, that's, that's what that's I assumed what, it that's meant. That's why they yeah. did that, right? But
0: clearly he can write, but maybe he has some kind of disability that he can't.
2: Right, right. So I looked into it. New York Times, of course, wrote this cover your ass article about all of his mental instability. Um, and basically the problem was that he ha- that he was bipolar he's not okay. schizophrenic okay he's not nonverbal. they talk about how he was giving speeches and stuff like that and he ran away from home when he was 13 and then he was in foster care so he finally like stayed in the same foster home when he was 21 and then they talk oh. about his drug addictions guess what drug he got addicted to marijuana oh. so he was a 21 year old foster kid that was addicted to marijuana with bipolar disorder and they're calling him emotionally disturbed and non-verbal
0: yeah uh, this is uh, a non-professional speculation on my part but i'm guessing if um somebody fitting more fitting the profile of robert bowers had done this it would not be let's let's keep all facts the same but substitute a robert bowers character i'm guessing this mental illness narrative is not present would be my guess yeah but you missed the uh, the obvious joke about this guy james polite well that wasn't very polite at all of him
2: It was just too obvious. My, my humor is just (laughs) elevated. His name is
0: James (laughs) polite. And he wrote insert oven here in front of a synagogue.
2: Um, he worked on the Obama campaign.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had democratic, um, he had democratic political connections.
2: Yeah. I, I didn't read too much about that. It's in the New York times article, but he was some kind of like low level campaigner or something. Hmm. Okay. I just, the, the lengths the left will go to brand somebody like this. Who's just a criminal with like a mental disorder but then like somebody like i always want to say james holmes the the guy that killed heather hired james james fields Fields. who was actually a diagnosed schizophrenic they're never going to call him mentally ill
0: right and to your point i would like some clarification from either a medical professional or some of these reporters saying it if he is in fact committed to a psychiatric facility or has some legitimate condition which requires his institution yeah his institutionalization how in the hell
2: yeah are you
0: going to demonstrate hate motive If you're, you can't say hate motive and also like clinically crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: That those seem like incompatible premises to me, but. Right. I mean, I think the
2: most logical conclusion here is that he's just a black dude that hates Jews, right?
0: I guess. I mean, that's, that's the other question I have. Does he legitimately hate the Jews and that's why he did this? Is he trying to frame somebody else?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it just, Hmm. a bipolar diagnosis to my understanding you're not having paranoid delusions, like auditory hallucinations, like they're making it sound like he's not a paranoid schizophrenic. And when they talked about his drug addiction, I was like, oh, for sure, it's crack, right? And then I find out it's marijuana. Wow,
0: that's racist. Jeez. Oh, wow, that
2: didn't even occur to me not to, not to <laughs> say that. It just kind of came out of my mouth. But you know, when, when they're talking about a debilitating drug addiction, it's like, oh, he's addicted to heroin or mm. he's addicted to crack, not like he's some some stoner with a mild mental illness, a nonverbal drug addict that makes it sound like he's a heroin addicted. I don't know. Just paranoid schizophrenic. Hmm. It's just so dishonest. They would never extend this to anybody else.
0: Lastly, before we get to the midterm predictions and super chat before we close, I just wanted to mention a couple great political gaffes this week. Well, one of them's, a, I guess they're both gaffes, but this is really bad. It's, I guess the question to me is what intent was behind both of them so first up is uh, indiana senator joe donnelly who is the incumbent democrat running in um in indiana as i said but he had the uh, debate with his republican challenger on tuesday night and there was a question proposed to both of them about what they can do to address diversity i guess in indiana or within their campaigns and donnelly just had a terrible response let's hear what he um what he had to say
2: If elected, how will you commit to bringing diversity into your leadership and senior staffing?
0: We want everybody to have a chance in Indiana
1: and in America, and my offices reflect that. Our state director is Indian American, but he does an amazing job. Our director of all constituent services, she's African American, but she does an even more incredible job than you could ever imagine. It isn't their race
0: or their religion, it's the incredible person that they are. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I got a black guy working for me, but does a great job or she does a great, does a great job. My goodness. If you say it once, I mean, sometimes things come out weird. I get it. He said it twice. He said it twice within like 30 seconds. I
2: mean, that didn't, that doesn't seem to prepare to me. I I think Don Lemon was prepared. I think this guy wasn't, Hmm. um, my heart kind of goes out to him. Yeah.
0: I'm not gonna. I am not going to sit here and like moralize him. I'm gonna say that's a very unfortunate political statement. But to me, this would not. It would not change my vote. I would not. I think change he my vote for realized the second
2: time around what he was saying. He kind of stutters uh, there for a second. He's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that was stupid. The Why point is, if that? his
0: Republican challenger had said shit like that, you think it oh, would be the same? Off. Like, oh, is, that's just that's just Joe. You know, sometimes. I mean, the way he, he made things it sound is
2: like. Even though she's black, she's still able to do these basic tasks. (laughs) Shut up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Similarly, ambiguously racist commentary. And again, I don't say racist to judge it morally from my perspective. I'm trying to apply the standards that the left would apply to these comments, if not provided by their own team. Hillary Clinton was being interviewed by um, Kara, Kara Swisher uh rachel maddow discount rachel maddow i think sticks called her something like that (laughs) but she is a rachel maddow look-alike um they were talking about eric holder and the the questioner confuses eric holder for uh for cory booker and uh hillary had the following to say about that
2: what do you think of cory bookers and you didn't comment on him and you're feel free oh i i adore what do you think about him saying kick them in the shins essentially start to get to that kind of well, that was bit. Eric Holder. Yeah. Eric Col- oh, Eric Carole Holder. Yeah. i sorry. Yeah, I know they all look alike. No, they don't. don't. <laughs>
0: oh, well done. You know, Hillary. Hmm. I'm actually confused oh, no. by the joke. Is she, like, accusing Kara Swisher of being racist? Is she... No, I think
2: she's chiding her for confusing these two people. She's kind of insulting the interviewer. I actually don't yeah. have a problem with this. I don't really care.
0: It's not... Yeah, it's not that I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, bad Hillary. Racist Hillary. It's... It's just the, the point the to take away from both of these are
2: anybody on the right imagine, said this. There would be a media meltdown.
0: Imagine Trump saying the exact same thing. Oh CNN would be set yeah. on fire. CNN would be set on fire. Now, yeah, I don't care. I'm not gonna. This does not change my opinion of Hillary Clinton at all. This is not plus or minus. Actually, you know what? It might be plus points. Like the fact that Hillary Clinton made a mildly edgy joke. Yeah. Like all right, cool. You you be, you're like point one percent cooler now you're down you're up from right right i mean yeah, and then like negative it wasn't territory about, it
2: wasn't about asians which is the the original joke so it was like far enough off that it was uh, yeah. it was kind of funny I, it's
0: extra racist if you say the asians look alike. i don't
2: think if she was talking about asians i don't think she would have said that
0: hmm, hmm. Too okay.
2: on the nose you know but black people don't actually look alike
0: but the asians do is that the implication
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i pulled a donnelly there you yeah. see that <laughs> you're just
0: Donnelly-ing this show. Speaking of Donnelly, he is part of a heated Senate battle in Indiana, which is part of our midterm predictions. Do you want to do predictions before we close with Super Chat or should we do that? Yeah, very end? we can do it right now.
2: These predictions. I don't actually have a lot. I mean, I, I obviously think that um, Senate safe the House. I mean, you did a very thorough breakdown. I think we should talk about that because I don't I don't really know. I think that the shootings probably going to affect things. I think it's mm. really hard to gauge voter enthusiasm. But I do think that the youth and minorities don't give a shit about midterms um and so voter turnout is also going to be a big factor in this so i don't know about the house um i'm hopeful because of your predictions but i think senate we're, we're safe
0: so i um i wanted to be i wanted to be very specific and like get a specific number about how i think this is going to go on uh on tuesday and i didn't want to just like throw a dart at the dartboard and see where it lands. So I went to Real Clear Politics, which, of course, aggregates polls. It's not one poll. It's, a, it's an average of all the polls, which is pretty good in the Senate because in the Senate you have a lot of great polling happening frequently from a bunch of different sources. In the House, less so. You have less frequent polls from less sources. It's a little dicier. But what I did was I took the current state of the average or aggregated polling in, in each toss-up race as Real Clear Politics sees it, and that's something – that I think there's six toss-ups in the Senate and 37 in the House as they, are, as they are calling it. So I operated within that framework, looked at the polling, and I, and I decided admittedly arbitrarily – but this is the standard I'm going to go with. I'm going to give the Republicans a plus two in each race just because I think that generally speaking, oftentimes polling has a little bit of a, of a, of a Democrat bias if you operate within that assumption. Again, could be wrong. But that's that's the that's the assumption I went with. So if you give a plus two bump and I could be another disclaimer on that historical trend is against the president in power. So take my prediction with a grain of salt. But if you think that's a reasonable standard, the results it yields are this. The, uh, the Republicans not only maintain Senate control, but they gain seats. Fifty five forty five. That would be the status of the Senate after Tuesday. Get this, though. This was the result I did not expect because I still figured even with a little bit of help. A little bit of um, of a bump on on the part for the Republicans. I figured they'd come up a little short. That methodology yielded Republicans holding the House two eighteen to two seventeen by the narrowest wow. of margins, by one seat. If you go with that methodology, Man, so
2: that would be that would be something. It?
0: That's my official prediction. I would not be surprised at all to be wrong on the House. I think you can be very confident about the Senate. It would take some sort of catastrophic failure to not only well, I guess if you lose seats, you basically lose the Senate. But.
2: Well, it's not too late. To, Let's see. Something can happen tomorrow.
0: The only battleground, based on the polling, the only battleground or the only um, uh, toss up seat I'm giving to the Democrats out of the six that Real Clear Politics identifies is my home state of Montana. Tests are taking Montana. And I think the polling generally looks that way much as much as i don't want it to be the case i don't like tester i don't want him to be in power i don't want him to be in office but i think the polling suggests he will hang on to his seat and that is the one toss-up i am giving to the democrats i don't, know, in the, I don't trust any polls
2: anymore after 2016 i'm like fuck your methods I, I can't listen to any of you people
0: yeah i mean the, the national polling was not that far off, though, because Hillary won by one and a half, two percentage points. That was about, you know, what it showed, two, three percent points. It
2: was pretty far. Some of it was really far off.
0: Some, but the aggregation, like real clear politics was not super far off. But the way it broke across states, you know, Trump had a, just a perfect storm of the way it broke across states. Like it. It, it's not that it was perfect, but I think some of the, the, the claims that the polling was like wildly off are a little bit exaggerated. Just, it's the way that it broke across states and the, and the electoral college. Yeah, but I mean,
2: thank God for the quick news cycle, too, because the synagogue thing is already out of the news and the pipe bombing, which I thought were going to drastically influence mm. the election. But now that I've seen the news cycle turnover, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's going to affect things at all.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you go with um, if you go with that theory that the the polling is a little biased in in favor of the Democrats, even just mildly so, you're set up in good shape. If you believe that the polling is dead on, if you believe the polling is is 100 accurate, be prepared to lose the House. That's the conclusion. Uh, because a lot of the races I was looking at, they're basic, they're statistical ties, and so you yeah. just give a slight bump because I think the polling's a little bit biased, but. It's true we'll see that's my official prediction I, I can't wait to see how it turns out we'll be back unfortunately we're not doing the call-in show to react to it on wednesday this week but we will be back with full reactions on sunday
2: yeah I'll
0: let's super chat it and way. get the hell out of here
2: sure um all right this is from white guilty as a parent of a special needs kid if my child had to go to saint jude's i wouldn't care two shits the mm. money came from to keep my child alive yep i hear you uh, Bell Antony, you I hope two already mentioned right. it, but um, U.S. versus Wong Kim Ark 1898 is the only Supreme Court case on birthright citizenship, and it didn't exactly say anyone born here was a citizen. The parents had to be domiciled here, yeah.
0: I think that was the case with the Chinese uh, immigrants, right, who were legal we, residents. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that, yeah. Yep.
2: Um. Thank you. Jacob says, just wanted to give a shout out to Brian McClanahan podcast YouTube channel. Dr. McClanahan's podcast deals with U.S. history politics, and the Constitution episode 183 deals with the 14th amendment
0: well there you cool, go I if you want more it. information
2: autumn dorsey hey matt and blonde i'm psyched your call-in show is returning on my 21st birthday but i have to work Ooh, so i can congratulations really still here are some shekels from one of your rare female well, viewers hey girl c-
0: congratulations be responsible and i would hope you have something better to do than call into our show on your 21st birthday <laughs> but we will happily uh, hear about it later if you like
2: have a good time though um steamboat willie i can't read this it's just going to give everybody too juicy a soundbite mm. can uh,
0: you can you read around it I mean oh, so I'll, I'll take your word for it I'll trust your judgment I don't have it in front of me so I don't know what it it's too
2: close to the n word I can't oh I can't mm. um, boogeyman 917 okay Don lemonade so you want to break down crime by racial demographic do ya do ya
0: we're waiting for episode two we're waiting Just for waiting. the sequel yeah
2: Matthew Vicara, Matt did a live stream or did his stream last week early to watch the Vikings lose to the Saints LMAO at your life <laughs>
0: Wait, what? Repeat that? Matt Sorry. did
2: a stream last week earlier to watch it, his Vikings lose to the Saints.
0: Oh, yeah, they lost the game. But, I mean, what's the expectation? That they're going to win everything? I mean, the uh, eternally uh, off if, if the you want time. to talk about, like, true fans, you don't you don't only show up when the team wins or performs well. You're going to watch every game. Oh. I don't give a shit if it's a three-win season or a 13-win season. He's not a fair-weather
2: fan. You hear it?
0: I'm uh, not. And you can't – well, nobody's a fair-weather Vikings fan because the fair weather is uh, more infrequent than some other teams. Thank you.
2: Philip J. Fry, uh, pro tip frame there. We need to let these people in because we have, and they don't as 21st century white man's burden shuts them up every day.
0: Hmm. Ooh, Interesting. That's a
2: hot take. Albertus Magnus 44 asking why we should take foreign nationals in the USA is the wrong question. The real question is why are third world nations dumping their poor on us? That is another good question.
0: All questions that I think our current establishment media fails to address. Unfortunately.
2: Um, Plum Logan, you can read the article in incognito mode. Yeah, I tried that and it's actually, you have to subscribe. Yeah, it wasn't
0: working for, I've been able to get around every paywall ever pretty much using that method, but but for for the Wall Street Journal. Can't do it. Um, And it appears that they've made a change like within the last 24 hours because I definitely saw it earlier
2: um Iyama fago have you guys seen the project veritas video about florida gubernatorial candidate um andrew Gillum staff member spilling the beans yeah about he his got lives.
0: fired too
2: it's really bad yeah he got fired uh super racist against white people yeah
0: yeah, yeah I all saw the, it. if you've not seen the State, veritas right? coverage uh definitely go check it out. It's possible that that might have serious consequences for the makeup of the Senate. Like James O'Keefe and his team
2: have done may some have good coverage
0: altered the the makeup of the Senate significantly. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it has major impacts in all those races.
2: Yep. Bell Anthony. Hey Matt. And that's the governor race. Of course. The rest million, are Senate. Oh, sorry. What?
0: I was just clarifying the Gillum race is the governor's race, but the rest are Senate, you know, but anyway,
2: um, Bill Anthony came hey out in 2016, 31 million Americans visited Mexico alone for vacation and business. So don't tell me in Blonde that it can't be done. Yeah.
0: No, I'm just we saying. All the, came back. Well, I, I'm not saying the logistics of actually moving the people. I'm saying like tracking them down, processing them. Uh, part of the problem too is if, let's say you get them all, where the hell do you send some of them? Like some of these people are literally literally undocumented like it's they, not
2: necessarily going to be about tracking them down it's about making their quality of life worse than it would be in mexico
0: i think honestly i think that's uh the the self-deportation theory is to me more plausible than some of the round up type stuff
2: well yeah so no access to any public services and if i mean I'm, I'm on board in with an that, emergency philosophically. room horribly injured and you're an illegal immigrant, then maybe we should just, uh, you know, just not uh, care. That's all, that's maybe all we
0: should give a medal to the person who did it to you. I mean, <laughs> why stop there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can go that. I don't know. I might cuck on the emergency room thing, but I, we'll, have yeah. to, we'll have to save that for another show. I don't show.
2: know why I'm specifically hung up on that. It's because, of, like, I took a trip to the emergency room when I didn't have health insurance, I don't know, a, a while back. And it was so expensive. Like thousands of dollars, and yeah. I'm like, these people are just getting free healthcare because that you know they're never going to pay up.
0: There's no denying that it that that requiring care for those people at at uh, point of entry in an emergency room is a, is a, is a driver of costs upward for but sure. But ethics, not...
2: blah blah. Uh, my,
0: my humanitarianism and all that. Yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> Lisa Ugald Soros says I think it's time to expand our borders down into Mexico about five miles, then create a DMC with walls on both sides, like the Great Wall with mm. car towers. I I'm listening. Like- all right. Uh, miles kinslow hey guys just saw snl and i wanted to kill myself how is that abortion of a show still on
0: you just (laughs) say they ripped uh they that pete davidson ripped that afghanistan war vet running for congress the guy's missing an eye and has an eye patch by the way because he got hit by an ied in afghanistan and pete davidson's ripping him for his appearance and you'd think like well maybe he's ignorant of how he got the eye patch no pete davidson said yeah yeah i know he got he lost his eye in the war and stuff whatever like god so you understood and you still went there that's kind of rough dude well, congratulations you tell on yourself hating Pete this.
2: Davidson after that horrible, embarrassing breakup with Ariana Grande.
0: He talked about that. that apparently too, but uh,
2: wow, things I don't care about. Congratulations
0: uh-huh. on his courage for addressing that on air.
2: What a bastard! Hmm. Um Do you think the right anti w will enter entertainment? I certainly hope so. I mean, they're getting pushed out. Um, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I, I missed the question. The right
2: will enter the cultural realm entertainment realm
0: the right sjw though or oh
2: is that what he said anti-sjw sorry
0: oh um not in the mainstream way i think the internet is going to be the domain of these people i think the the grasp on hollywood and the rest of that it'll take like to 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 release that grasp would take like generations i think like it would take another generation of people so i don't think we're going to see that anytime soon but i think the internet will be the domain of uh People who don't subscribe to that.
2: Unless the left kind continues of to make it lame. Um, yeah. Peter Niatre says, we shouldn't build a wall. We should build a big moat filled with sharks and laser beams on their heads. I second that.
0: Much more logistically plausible. I am on board with that.
2: Bearded yeah. Machinist 91. Wish me luck last live stream. I get to watch for a while. I'm off to basic training tomorrow. Oh, man. Oh, well, thank you. Block. Congratulations. Brutal, yeah. Stick in there. Just hang, hang in there. Stick it out. That's what I meant to say.
0: Go for it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Congratulations, too. I hope, I hope, uh, hope you enjoy it
2: um SB says sounds like Don likes his men dangerous that oh. said Vince from Red Elephants put out a video titled is CNN's Don Lemon right here the numbers well done vid you guys should get Vince on I love Red Elephants he has a great channel
0: I'll have to check it out I've not seen that but uh any debunking of Don Lemon's claims here I am happy to take a look at.
2: uh Beaner eighty one twenty seven says, mm. I'm a conservative about to have a baby in Liberal Massachusetts. I got my work cut out for me. PS it'll be an Irish Mexican, which means it'll be bored with a drinking problem.
0: I was gonna say wow. Is we that, didn't uh, say it. I was gonna I was gonna ask, is that a um is Beaner a reference to Beantown, like Boston? But it might be both. It might be both Hispanic and no, Beantown.
2: Yeah. Uh our days are numbered, aren't they? Um
0: Yeah, we're next. Yeah. We after are the next. kill stream.
2: Scott Allen, what one thoughts do you consider uh, is justice statistics only report convictions for terrorism? It does not report those who committed a terrorist act and pled or were convicted of something else. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, the the police. Yeah, problem. I
0: mean, I I don't know. I'm, I'm fine if people's definition of terrorism does not necessarily have to include a terrorism charge, as a lot of the cases in the Don Lemon sources didn't. What I want is just an, a definition that's consistent across ideology, and I'm not satisfied that the sources in question here are that i think um particularly the adl source and the 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 national the nation institute or whatever the the other one was i'm not satisfied that they were counting left-wing violence the same way yeah the gao report maybe but the gao report looked like it was specifically comparing right-wing violence with islamic extremism as anyway eric
2: k says don lemon statistics include plots no mention that these plots are uh, more often masterminded by federal agents or informants. Um, mm. Hooter re-militia is a great example of real members were acquitted. It shouldn't include plots. It should a be a lot of the-
0: those cases were, could be argued were entrapment. I, I did see right. some examples of that. It was it was FBI agents posing as, one of them was a, an FBI agent soliciting instructions for how to bomb an abortion clinic from a guy. And he gave them advice. And that was a conviction.
2: Absurd. Uh, mm. David Grieve says, sup? Soft data degrees. Um, Scott Allen, per my last, when I worked on secure communities, we have sanctuary cities that refuse to report citizen status when a crime is committed, but Ugh. the press says "See, illegals commit less crime, and those statistics are also um, skewed when they talk about immigrants, I mean, it stands to reason that legal immigrants are going to be um, uh, people that commit less crime, because you have to be a law-abiding citizen of good standing to come sure. legally. So it's, it's this their selection bias in the pool. I mean, they're not talking about illegal immigrants.
0: Yeah, I, I think the whole argument is bunk, too. It's not the rates I'm concerned with because one is, a, as I've explained in video before, one is a risk that we accept as a nation. The other isn't. And it's, it's our not, sovereign yeah, it's right, consent, to, to, right
2: on the left. Yeah. Like, remember, consent.
0: Right. It's our it's our sovereign right to consent to that risk or not. It's not like, well, if they commit crimes at X rate, that's lower than the U.S., then we got to let them in. No, we don't. We don't have to let them in even if their crime rate's zero. We reserve the right to make that judgment. That's uh, the point.
2: Scheist says, hey, don't you dare speak bad, badly about Don Lemon. He saved all those people's lives when he shoved that fake bomb up his butt just in case <laughs> the man is a hero, Orange Man, Bad Lemon Man. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey O'Neill, Don D. Lemon with breaking news, jihadis more competent in mass killings than white supremacists. Also, faux hoax hate crimes are 90% from the left, helping to highlight the rise in hate crimes Not.
0: That's true. Let's talk about the, the hoax hate crime rate on the left.
2: Semper no. ad meliora says, just call me Sam. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, go with that.
0: Because we can what, never pronounce that name. It's right. like Latin or something. I know,
2: that's bad. Regarding with Don Lemon, so 372 deaths over 10 years is 37 a year. 37 deaths is a warm week in July here in Chicago. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. true. Ah, uh, dangerous spaces. What's the difference between don lemon and an actual lemon? Nothing. They're both bitter fruits. Got Red Dead Two a few days ago. <laughs> wow. How's your play going?
0: Uh, the game is fantastic. I hope you're enjoying it. I, in the interest of time, I will not comment in detail. But the game is a plus. If you love I video games, it. get get Red Dead Two.
2: Downskated. Here, here. Take my money as I flip those liberal media companies off. Let them cringe as they watch their slow, inevitable, irrelevant. The media does more to radicalize people against so That is true, too. Yeah, you want to talk about radicalization on a mass scale, leftist media? Fucking hacks. Albertus Magnus 44, corporate America takes a financial loss to be PC because they can afford it. And it makes them look good at cocktail parties. Seriously, it's a vanity thing. I totally I suppose. agree. It
0: must be. It must be because I can't understand it otherwise.
2: I know. I always thought that people would you know, care about the money more. but a lot. I just
0: don't understand why investors don't care. When it's like massive publicly traded companies like Starbucks and Nike and your stock is dropping, why don't yeah. you care then?
2: I don't know. I don't know. 2A, hmm. uh, you cannot have democracy without a nation state. Being against nationalism is be, to be against democracy. Those elected to represent the people should represent the people. Not foreigners, that's true, and as much as the left loves the welfare state, they have to realize that with overutilization it's going to be um, rendered worthless because yeah, it's
0: not it. sustainable. yeah, yeah
2: idiots Christian R, hey Matt, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods getting a would at Great Falls, Montana in March
0: uh, is that something military related? be maybe, maybe, um, I, I mean should. there's a big I air Force base up by Great Falls, so that would be my speculation. Ah, but cool. cool, congratulations, I hope you enjoy it.
2: Uh, let me reload this. In the
0: meantime, I got a couple, uh, uh, just a handful of um, streamlabs.
2: Wait, Come. wait, no, let me finish these out. Go. Uh, MJ, are you guys familiar with YouTuber The Renegade of Funk? Saw a great stream between him hmm. and Critical Condition, Race IQ, and Gender Worth Listen. Keep up the great work. That was a big donation, MJ. We really appreciate it. I, I've heard of Renegade of Funk. Haven't watched any of his videos, but I love Critical Condition. She's amazing, hmm. totally amazing. Everybody, check out her channel. All right. Um, Liz P, last super chat donation before switching to streamlabs. I just wanted to Google to be complicit one last time. in My supporting of white terrorism—that is. Good. So thank you, <laughs> thank Az you. Archer. CNN's fruity fruitcake is trying to improve his own point by trying to provoke an actual extremist to attack him. Keep it classy, folks. Keep it classy. That is mm. some. That's some meta shit. Maybe you're right. That we would be right. is
0: that does that count as hoax hate? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I guess not. Mm. Uh, Lee Cartwright, I know John Hawkins, the fundraise uh, are only diverted if the donor agrees to the new recipient. Charities Kavanaugh has previously supported. Ah, if you ignore the GoFundMe email or disagree, you're refunded. Okay, so maybe Ah. there's
0: something that I'm missing. But the story said that Kavanaugh refused to direct the funds to a third party. But if that's the case, then he must have consented at some point.
2: Oh, PCS is permanent change of station. It wasn't military. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Well, I hope Um, you enjoy Gray Falls
2: enjoy it uh matthew Vicari says looks like james wasn't very polite Boo.
0: yeah exactly no thank you for repurposing my fantastic <laughs> joke Ugh.
2: thank you matthew uh <laughs> dotard <right>. blorm <laughs> don't forget to vote republican on tuesday already on it kilted bear which lives isn't, stream it, will you isn't it doddard, doddard, is isn't it doddered is Sticks live streaming
0: oh i don't know is he
2: um i don't know if sticks is live streaming i'm definitely gonna watch that uh frank oh on election really, night i think he is what? he
0: had mentioned that he's going to do election night right like oh then i'll for, be checking out yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah frank underwood send them all to mexico then let mexico distribute them further at their leisure i like it giant lobster man hey i recently met a nice lady here in seattle that watches your show hey wow so this one's for her with the election been around the corner, when you were there. how do we make the best of living in lefty progressive bubble you well leave. <laughs> yeah really leave I, i'm so much happier since i moved but you know, I would just enjoy the delicious seafood and then never leave my apartment. Hmm. And then lie. That was your about strategy. Orientation yeah,
0: that was your strategy. Yeah. So not that.
2: have any friends or do anything. I I don't know. I'm not the best person to answer that. Um, thank you so much. I'm so glad I got a fan, a female fan in Seattle. That's amazing. Uh, okay, we're good on on this front.
0: All right. Uh, real quick before we finish up, let's see, Mid Midrin Emrys. Progressives believe it because since their lives are focused on all the isms and phobes, they can't imagine others are, aren't the same way. Therefore, actions must be motivated by hate. They simply cannot be based on anything else. Yeah, that's, that's probably some truth to that. Giant Eggplant says, "Longtime listener, first-time donation. Well, thank you. I look forward to the show each week and the same takes from you both. Hopefully Streamlabs will keep the flow of money coming to you, beautiful, uh, no-good, money-grabbing capitalists. Indeed, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Carissa says, as you scrolled through the attacks list uh, listed as right wing, I noticed the Chattanooga attack. The Fallen Five was listed. This act was committed by someone who had traveled all over uh, or over to the Middle East and thought to have been radicalized. This is maddening. I'm not familiar with that particular case, but I would not be shocked if some of these attacks are miscategorized. No. as Far right extremism. Birch Gold Billionaire, one of my favorite usernames uh but first before we get to super chat uh the, the the economy is in flux you never know if you're if you're if your investments are going to be safe talk to my friends at birch gold all right uh great video this week matt well thank you was the inclusion of scarborough's shitty song a subtle fuck you to his faggy lawyers that t- <laughs> that you dealt with previously thanks for all you do keep the fighting the good fight no it wasn't i just had to think of examples of cringe from the women's march but never forget joe scarborough did try to siphon off all the ad revenue from the show which accounts to like two bucks a week thanks to youtube because we played a clip of his stupid song in january never forget joe scarborough you piece of shit and also remember that the record company under which he filed his copyright claim was low energy pundit records he named his record label after a trump quote because he he's (laughs) That guided by his Trump derangement. Midrin Emery says, if the Dems take the House, you will see articles of impeachment for Trump. Yes. Articles of impeachment for Kavanaugh, probably. Endless investigations into Trump and anyone close to him. uh, uh, Pressing to defund and eliminate ICE. Lack of funding for border wall vote. I I agree with that assessment. It's going to be endless investigation to no effect. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Redicus says, if it is black on Jew hate, that doesn't... doesn't it make it hoax hate since they lied about the origins of the hate? Also, you you, you missed two of my stream lives. I think I got them, but perhaps I missed them. I'm sorry if I did. Um, anyway, thank you, Reticus. Appreciate it. Sorry if I missed any. Me uh, Michu Says James. Polite, the first documented case of Trump derangement syndrome. He's not the first doc. He's like a long list. Yeah. But I don't know. Um. Oh snap. We got a couple more. Before Ariana Grande, sorry, uh, Zora Majora says, before Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson was eating the, was eating. It's it's because the way that Streamlabs, you know how they're hard to read? They cut up text in weird ways. Was dating the Regina George of my high school. Anyone who'd want to stick his dick in that level of crazy shouldn't be considered sane. Also, love the show as always. You two are my Sunday Safe Space. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, he or she's got one more. I, don't, I assume Zora is a, Zora Majora is a female. I don't know. Sorry if I'm misgendering. Before, oh, it, w- it just went through twice. Sorry about that. But um, rare female fan, she says, made, Soca- uh, made SoCal bearable. Well, all the best in uh, Southern California. I hope you survive. And last one for tonight, Offshore Chris live in Lost California. Don't uh, don't get. Uh, this is, I don't know if this was mistyped. Don't get to don't so. Here's some money for all the hot mat love. Well, I appreciate it. Don't get
2: too it. drunk? Don't get, it
0: says don't get too don't. I assume it was mistyped or something. But we appreciate it, Offshore Chris. And uh, all the best to you in California as well. Holy cow. We're coming up at the bottom of the hour, so we definitely have to get out of here. Any final thoughts before we do?
2: No, good show.
0: Yeah, that was fun. And uh, you know we'll see how the midterms turn out. Like I said, I won't be doing solo videos this week, and we won't be doing the call-in show. But... We'll be back next Sunday with all the reaction to whatever happens on Tuesday. Uh, Appreciate everybody hanging out, keeping us on track with the facts and supporting the show in the chat tonight. If you are listening later, uh, on youtube or in an audio platform on demand thank you kindly as well for supporting the show if you're looking for more material to listen to we've got more on those audio platforms i did uh, an interview with um, with some listeners of the show who have their own podcast you can check out uh, those are all uh, that's all on the audio platforms apple podcast google play soundcloud stitcher they're all linked conveniently in the description for you and you can email us that's beauty at the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday with all the midterm reaction, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We will see you then. Have a good week.
2: Bye, guys.